beep beep. Hi, I'm Riley. As here with always, Hunter. Oh, my English is great today. All right, so first things first. Let's, oh, we're gonna. Oh, thank you. We we got some news. Um, first off, the one trailer that we skipped the end of <laughs> by, <laughs> by accident was a women talking that came out like a week ago, but we missed it. So oh well. Yeah, the day after. Yeah, the day after. You know. I see where they're coming from with, like, a weird blue color grading thing. I feel like this could have, like, a Nomadland-style cinematography thing, but then they have, like, a weird color correction, and it looks gross. That, that's, no. that's what I noticed. That was the first thing I noticed, too. Um, I never heard of the book. It said it was best-selling. Yeah, I have the book. So, so the book is set in a colony... In like 2015 so it's not a period piece it's like set in the modern day and it's like the Amish but not the Amish so this colony is like old tiny and basically women find out that they've been abused by men in like their sleep and like getting drugged and stuff so these men go on a retreat and the women get together and discuss what they should do in the colony and basically, it's going to be a bunch of different points of perspective. It's going to be like a chamber piece, kind of. Like setting traps like Rambo? No, not like that. Damn. <laughs> and Damn. there's one guy in the movie. There's one. And he's like a translator, because the women aren't allowed to like read or write. So, they're going to get a guy to write down everything. And apparently, from what I've heard, it was like really like well acclaimed like they said that it wasn't just like men bad like they understood that men can be good right they're not trying to just be like woke about it or whatever and like it actually leaves like you leave the screening feeling like hopeful that something good can come out of everything so it is like a like sure probably a dramatic movie but it won't be like too like Heavy, I guess. So, but they're still gonna bash it anyways for being woke. Mm -hmm. Yep, woke. Woman <laughs> <laughs> view bomb. Uh, Woman, my movie. Um, not a lot. Not allowed. <laughs> Only women. But you know what? They're all white women. Oh. So will they get mad? No, because they're white women. Well, I mean, yeah, they will. They will. But they won't be, it won't be as bad as if they were, you know, of color. Whoops. Oh wow, this this looks rough. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. Does okay. it work? Yeah. yeah. Okay. okay, it's working. Okay. So I'm excited for women talking. I don't know if you know. The trailer didn't look amazing, but from what I've heard of the actual. It look it sounds pretty good. That's just what I think. I don't know. So next up, the Safety Brothers we did Good Time and Uncut Gems. The next movie they're shooting in November, and they're getting Adam Sandler back for something. Is he gonna play funny, a funny Uncut Gem man? Yes. <laughs> Is he gonna have a gambling addict, crippling gambling addiction again? Is he gonna have a an obsession with 
like, yes, the gambling. I maybe that'd be interesting. Like, I feel like I love the Safety Brothers style. I don't know if you did because it was very like high octane, very like like cutty, and just very intense overall. I like it, but I don't know if you liked it. Yeah, I mean, it was okay. <laughs> I have it at nine, and you have it like a six. <laughs> yeah, it was okay. I'm just curious. To st- I think by this point, maybe they're not indie directors anymore. I feel like Uncut Gems, that made like $90 million. That's like top five A24's most money-making. So I feel like they've gone above indie at this point. So maybe it'll be something. It probably will with another Adam Sandler movie, too. Yeah. So you told me there was going to be an Invincible game? Oh, yeah, I did. Invincible, if you don't know, is the comic book character that got, like, a hit adaptation last year. And season two is probably coming out next year? We'll see. Um, it is... Being made by, oh, the publisher is 11-Bit Studios. They are more of a indie studio, I guess, with, you know, this War of Mine, Frostpunk. Yo, I played a bit of Frostpunk. Frostpunk 2, which was announced, right? But it didn't really come out yet, I don't think. Um, oh, the developers, Skyward Industries. They are a Polish company. Um, sorry, I'm doing... Wait, 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 wait. What games did they make? That's what I'm looking at, but it's in Polish. <laughs> nice. Get a translator, bro. Um, well... He... Oh, wait. No, that's The Invincible. I'm looking for Invincible... That Yeah, okay. Superhero game, okay. That was the wrong studio, okay. Let's just look at the greatest okay. <laughs> comicbooknews.com. Oh. But a live action movie adaptation has been in development since 2017. And Sky, yeah, Skybound has the IP because they did the Amazon show and now they're doing the, uh, the game. Skybound's making the game? Yeah. I thought the only game they made was the fourth Walking Dead just because Telltale died. <laughs> they also helped with a majority of the Walking Dead games. Oh. So um, they probably might find a developer. I thought they were just a publisher. Interesting. Oh, it has something tied to Invincible in development. Yeah. I don't know what but I kind of hope since the universe is so big that's a, like a fighting game, but not like a huge fighting game. Like a Battle of the Grid for like Power Rangers, sort of? Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Because yeah, like that is a very acclaimed game Battle for the Grid. And it is a big IP, but it's an indie developer. So like, it's very small scale with everything it's got in it. Mm-hmm. They should just make Killer Instinct that's what I Killer think. Instinct is too complicated. Sorry this... I did last second research. I, I completely forgot about that. That sort of brings up the thing like if it's like actually an open world, which I, I don't think it is, and maybe someone else pr- 
proves me wrong, and it actually is open world, why can't they do Superman open world? Why not? Crazy. <laughs> it's literally the same. Okay, yeah, go ahead. Uh, okay, okay, okay. So next up, you told me something. There was, there was news for a Transformers movie. Oh, yep, yep. That's one of my stories that I have. They, they, I, you know, they, they, the two characters that they have announced for voice actors is Peter Cullen, who's returning for Optimus Prime, and Ron Perlman is voicing Monkey Optimus, Optimus Primal. And then they also have Michelle Yeoh as Air Razor, who is uh, like a, just a giant. Literally, I just saw the headline, Michelle Yeoh and Pete Davidson, and I cried. Literally, Michelle Yeoh could be in anything. And I'm like, ah, yes, I will watch this. I did not watch Beast Wars, but are you familiar with this character? No. Razor. <laughs> I don't know no. anything about Beast Wars. Apparently, I think this is like the RC of. I might be wrong, but. And then, yeah, Pete Davidson is voicing Mirage. Mirage is actually one of my favorite Transformers because he's kind of an asshole. Nice. It's a um, a lot of people don't like Pete Davidson being cast as Mirage because people don't like Pete Davidson for some reason. But I like Pete Davidson. I do like <laughs> Pete Davidson. I think he's very funny, and I think he is kind of perfect or good for Mirage. I can't See, I think perfect, they must have but... seen Bodies, Bodies, Bodies and saw asshole Pete Davidson, but also funny Pete Davidson, and they're like. You. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you. So since they announced these two characters instead of you know Optimus Prime, well they announced Optimus Primal and Optimus Prime because those are those, two different but, people though. Yeah, yeah. But I think now I think Mirage and Air Razor are the two characters the movie's gonna focus on now, which I think is great that we finally get a movie that's not focused on Bumblebee for once. Okay, but the Bumblebee <laughs> movie that shit was keen. Oh, keep it for the sequel. It's true. That's true. Isn't this supposed to spawn a trilogy? Yeah, that's what I heard too. Because, yeah, this is technically connected to the Bay movies. Because on the the, clank, the clanker or whatever, you know, the, the film, the whatever, that's a Transformers 7. So that means Bumblebee is Transformers 6, and this is Transformers 7. So somehow Bumblebee is in fact connected to the Michael Bay movies. And if that's the case, that makes about zero goddamn sense. <laughs> time travel. <laughs> time travel. I don't want an explanation. Did you know you know Unicron, right? The Yeah. Yeah, well he was in, he was the Earth in the fifth Transformers movie. Mm-hmm. Originally he was gonna be a giant hand in that movie. Just nice. a big hand with a face with the face in the palm. <laughs> like what the fuck? Uh, but that movie was all supposed to be also supposed to be two separate parts, a World War Two movie and then also a not World War Two movie. But wasn't the World War Two stuff only in like like five minutes? Yeah, the movie was fucked from the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's that's it for that. Honestly I just wanna see Mirage. Mirage, okay. So th- I have three things left. So this one's more of like a fun fact than anything else. But 99 years ago, today, Disney Animation was founded. Oh, today? Yeah. 99 years ago, today. Well, it's too bad they haven't made any good movies in a decade. <laughs> uh, well, that's bold. Because, let's see here. 
<laughs> they made, um, let's see here. Uh, well, oh, wait, Zootopia slapped, though, besides the twist villain. Yeah, okay, yeah. Racial implications. And I actually true. liked Moana. I know some people don't like Moana, but I like A lot of people love Moana. That's my problem with it. Well, I don't, <laughs> I'm not obsessed singing the song constantly, but every time it's on, I don't hate it. The, that one's tolerable compared to something like Encanto. Mm -hmm. Or I, I any think, of the Frozen. I think it's the same with Frozen for me. I, I think Frozen is okay, but maybe if the songs weren't sung as much, I'd like it a little bit more. Sure. If it wasn't popular and one of the highest grossing films of all time. Then maybe I'd go, yeah. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, Kino. Kino. <laughs> um, yeah, just a little fun fact. So I've got two left. One of these is with yours. So, the Bayonetta actress, the first one, for the first two games, came out and said she was offered $4,000 to do the entirety of Bayonetta 3. Right? And that's not enough for even two months, right? <laughs> but that was supposed to be for an entire game of work and being there for like a long-ass time. And she had enough pride to be like, fuck no. That's way too little. I'm not doing it. But I find it curious that she broke her NDA about 10 days before the game came out. I do too. Interesting. <laughs> well, isn't this the same? To... Don't blame Nintendo, by the way. This is Platinum Games. But Nintendo is still a shitty company, though. Yeah. But well, see, Nintendo, Nintendo took over this project by actually funding it unlike the previous two. So I feel like it's kind of a little bit their fault. Like, enough. Yeah, <laughs> right. Okay. Yeah, yeah. But you think they'd save some money by making it on the Switch only. It is on the Switch only. Yeah, it is. So, like, they save money because the hardware limitations, you know, they didn't really have to do as much work. Well, they, they did. They, they like, had to probably do they, a bunch of stuff like they to just, make it work on the Switch. You know what it like? What I mean is like, they don't have to. They don't have that much limits to push, because the hardware is. Oh not sure, that good. sure, 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 sure. So the they're not trying to put it on a PS Five or something. So they don't. So they're probably not spending as much it, as if they probably did, but they had it on all three like they did the other times. Sure. Yeah, that makes sense. But this always kind of felt like a Nintendo game because it yeah. always came out on their consoles first. So like, and then Platinum I, Games had an exclusive with Astral Chain that no one talks about, but like that is a Nintendo exclusive. So maybe it makes sense that they're like, "Yo, Nintendo, you give us money and you market our games, so we're gonna go to you." And Bayonetta is way bigger than fucking Astral Chain, so like, I feel like this will make money kind of no matter what. But the actress wants the people to boycott. Bayonetta 3 because of the treatment of her? Maybe there's more to the story but of yeah. the video that I saw of her saying I got offered $4,000 did they make that exact same offer to the next person? Or did they just want her out so they lowballed her and then gave like an actual reasonable amount to the next person? Yeah, maybe they just wanted her out for some reason. I couldn't tell you why. 
definitely some more behind the scenes issues, probably. Maybe she didn't say it was four thousand per word, or something. You know, is that isn't that no? That voice... was four thousand total. Yeah, yeah, but may... okay for yeah. an entire game. Did she say it was for the entire game? Yes. Fuck. Because so... I know people get paid like I don't know a hundred per sentence or something. That's absurd. Or like a hundred. Because well, like I mean, Starfield know, like, has kind of stuff. Starfield just announced what is it like two hundred and. 26,000 lines of dialogue. Yeah, it's like... Which is like four times the amount of Skyrim. <laughs> I think it's like four times the amount of Fallout 4. I thought it was just even more insane. Well, because I thought Skyrim was like 80,000. Because that that's my next news, so... I'll, oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. But yeah, it's shitty that they lowballed her like that. I don't know why they didn't want her back. But the person that they got instead is like extremely well-known and probably gets paid millions. It's like, I don't know what they want. Like, that feels kind of weird. Anyway, you can go to whatever you're in. Well. Oh, fuck. Goddamn people sending me scam messages. Oh, I love it. Okay. Um. That's, this is a small one, but, uh, you know that game, well, um, you know, Paul Dano. Yeah, uh, you know he's 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 he was he's, the funny Riddler. He's the funny Riddler, and he's playing an. I, I hope he's going to be playing another Redditor in the 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 GameStop movie that is about the the GameStop GameStop stock market. Thing I can't that believe that's going to be both a documentary, a show, and a movie. Like, what is so important about that? Like day long event. <laughs> They're just trying to milk it. <laughs> like I don't get I, it. I I have a small. I, I hope I hope it's just a big joke, making fun of Redditors. idiots, redditors <laughs> online. That would be amazing. I mean, because I mean, the fact that they were able to fucking make a ton of people lose so much fucking money is insane. But at the same time, they're redditors and they laugh at stupid cat memes comparing sizes, sauce cups, the kitten. <laughs> what? Here, I'll show you. I, I think I have this on my Twitter folder. Tweet. Like. <laughs> Too slow. I saw that. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> Too sus long. <laughs> God damn it. Redditor moment. Oh my gosh. So fucking stupid. Honestly, though, for me, I don't know why that's such a big deal. That. Everyone's like, movie, show, documentary. Like, why? That, that was like a day-long yeah. event. It's like, what? There's probably historical events that lasted months that no one's talking about. But no, you want to talk about Redditors <laughs> scamming people out of their money. Yeah, they just bought a bunch of hedge funds. And then, like, and GameStop just made... Right, their stock went up, right? Yeah, and then yeah. they pulled out, and then it went down again. <laughs> There's some. Okay. Um. So, are you gonna elaborate on this more, or is that all you got for the Reddit thing? I think Seth Rogen is attached to. Oh, was a producer. I don't know. I Actor. Don't, yeah, I don't know. Okay. Seth Rogen is attached. To Seth the Rogen. Funny Seth Rogen. Seth Rogen. <laughs> Rogen. <laughs> oh my god. 
you gotta stop looking at Mirage. <laughs> no. Alright, so... I did have one more news story, but I told you on Discord about it. So I don't know if you did. It was about the James Bond thing. Oh, yeah. So, I thought a good development for the new James Bond from the producers is like, they're gonna have more, like, they're, they're gonna have better roles for women. And they're gonna have a more sensitive James Bond. Now, I thought, yo, that's kind of what they did with No Time to Die. That's like my favorite Daniel Craig one. But, the fucking people that were talking about it were like, they're, they're, what was it, emasculating him or some shit? And I'm like, let me give you a couple of examples. John Wick lost his wife and his doggo, right? He, that's pretty sensitive, but then he immediately fucking murders a bunch of people. Like, like yeah. Doom guy lost his bunny yeah. and then yeah. went to hell and murdered everything. So, like, you can have sensitive characters that also completely fucking annihilate everyone. So I feel like they took it over the edge because they think it's woke to be sensitive now. For some godforsaken reason. It's a liberal idea. <sighs> like, that well, actually makes making, zero fucking making, sense. Making their iconic heroines uh, look weaker, I guess, is a very common thing to do now. Like, that's... Like, dissecting... Like, they did it with... Ryan Johnson did it with Luke. And, in, in, uh, you know, The, the Last, Last Jedi. Jedi. Uh, people hate how weak he is in that movie. I have different reasons. For me, but, like, I think dissecting characters and heroes is something that you should do. Because there's so many macho man action bro movies out there that they take the time once a year. Just be like, what if this action hero wasn't the complete and utter badass. Like, he is, but he has, like, a reason. Or he's not just James Bond or whatever the fuck, right? He's got, like, a reason to. Like, for why I loved No Time to Die was because, well, A, Daniel Craig actually tried in this one, but also, he had, like, a reason to want to do things instead of just, I am 007. Here, he's like, well, listen, I have to help my wife that I left and then retired but t technically I still love her and then he finds out that he has a daughter that he doesn't want to kill with this nanovirus or whatever the fuck so he lets himself get blown to shreds at the end of the movie with the rockets or whatever and people hated that but I kind of loved it because then at the end right the wife character started talking to the daughter about the great James Bond. I'm like, bro, that's so poetic. Anywho, I think it's a good idea to dissect your hero, at least a little bit, to give it some development. Well, especially James Bond, because if you keep that character the same forever, eventually people get tired. Like, people have been tired for a long... Like, the Brosnan movies past GoldenEye, people didn't give a shit about. That's, that's right, in the ones in the 80s, no one remembers the ones from the fucking 80s, right? Like, that's... it would because of Daniel Craig and how they changed up the formula that people got back into Bond. 
but then they just assumed it would be basic Bond. But, like, the entire five-film saga, even from the beginning, he settled down with someone, or he tried to, right? He wasn't even 007 yet. He was just, like, a guy that earned the title at the end of the movie. Or, like, in Skyfall, you actually find out about the past of a bunch of the characters, and he, like, is, like, a... And, like, at the end of fucking Spectre, he gets a wife and leaves. Like, the entire five-film saga has been completely different from whatever Bond has been. But it's because they bring it up now, with one word being sensitive, they're getting pissy about it. For some reason. You see, I have nothing to say on the matter. A, because I only watched a couple James Bond movies, and B... I'm tired of these people so fucking much. I am too. Like, every time... Like, it, it seems like the the argument gets more and more ridiculous. Like, the argument each time feels more and more completely fucking idiotic. So I'm kind of just like... They will like the most... They will like nothing, and we can like everything. And I, and at the end of the day, I like that. <laughs> they can enjoy... They're now extremely niche, probably racist <laughs> uh, action movies. Well, we can just like everything else. We can like our Kino, everything, everywhere. And they can like Outside the Wire, starring Anthony Mackie. <laughs> <laughs> they can like their uh, their, their, their uh, Battle Los Angeles or whatever the fuck. Like, they can no, they, what's the, the Rock movie? Rundown? Where, no, where the California falls off the map. Oh, San Andreas? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> That's, they just watch rock movies the, like forever. <laughs> watch The Rock. Rampage. Oh, my the God. The best video game adaptation. Oh, my God. Anywho, yeah, we can enjoy Kino. They can be, sit in misery watching their <laughs> shitty 80s action movies. Well, we can enjoy Kino. Some of them are pretty good. <laughs> Some of them. That's the good. Like, um... You know how many 80s that? action movies there are? Like, holy well, what's, shit. What's the one with Jean-Claude Van Damme and he's a... Street he's Fighter? A, he, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's Chino. I don't know what you're talking about. You no, know, it's... It's, uh... It's where he plays a... He plays, like, a super soldier. Oh, fuck. I know what you're talking about. Here, I'll look it up. But, like, my argument stands I didn't like that... that one. Oh, you didn't like I don't that one? I don't know if that's... My argument is that they need to chill the fuck out and let things happen. Just at least at least see what it's about. First. Yeah. Like literally I guarantee like it doesn't mean he's going to be a bitch boy, but No. Like he's like still going to literally murder hundreds of people. Like yeah. I don't know what you're talking maybe, about. Like who knows, maybe he's going to be like Butcher on the boys. Or maybe he'll end up... Oh, Cyborg? Are you talking about Cyborg? I don't know. There's like 50 of them. There's so many. Here, I'm going to list a bunch of them off, okay? <clears throat> Bloodsport, Hard Target, Universal Soldier, Time Oh, Universal Gosh. Soldier. Yeah, Universal Soldier. I, I kind of want to keep going because there's a bunch more. Double Impact, Lionheart, Electric Boogaloo. No fucking way. <laughs> Wait. Oh my god, Electric Boogaloo. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> no fucking way. It was... Wait, I thought it was just a sequel title to... <laughs> Electric Google. 
<laughs> no. <laughs> Sudden death kickboxer double team knockout missing in action. Nowhere to run. No retreat. No surrender. Maximum risk. The quest death warrant. Break in. Replicant. <laughs> uh, in hell. Legionnaire. Welcome to the jungle. Infernal. The bouncer. Black. Assassination games, Black Water. These sound the same. <laughs> These all sound like the same movie. That's probably they why all they're are. all Kino. Yeah, they're probably all Kino. Okay, I have no news. All right, you ready to talk about Starfield? Is it the line of dialogue thing that I brought up, or you, is it a different thing? There's well, yeah, there's a lot. There's some other stuff that they showed off that I want to talk about that they talked about. Todd Howard himself came out. Oh, Actually, Todd. the video was leaked before because they accidentally unlisted it before it was supposed to come out, I think. Oh, okay. And then they listed it again. But anyways, yeah, here, I'll just show you the graph that, that they that they showed off. Skyrim has 60,000 lines of dialogue. Fallout 4 has 111,000 lines of dialogue. And Starfield up here with 252,000 lines of dialogue. So that's that over is double. That's... Over double for Fallout, and that's like quadruple Skyrim. But the the hundred and eleven thousand lines of dialogue includes the VA, the main voice actor too. I don't assume that that's just the main character. I assume that's everything. Yeah, that is everything. But that that one includes it. But Starfield doesn't have a voice actor. Oh, so that's literally everyone else. Yeah. Holy shit! But also, some people think it might also be like text log, because that could also count for lines of dialogue. Well, wouldn't that also be in Skyrim, then, too? Because Skyrim has a bunch of Yeah, that. but Skyrim has a fuck ton. Of, I don't think... That's not enough to fit 60,000. That would be a lot more than 60,000. Yeah, I but. assume, because, like, there's, like, how many books in Skyrim? Like, a hundred something? <laughs> yeah, there's too much. I... My recent playthrough... Did you do no. the dense lore no, run? <laughs> I, no, I yeah, I just read every book I possibly could to get my skills up. Gotta skills. get the grind. Gotta get the Sims grind. <laughs> that Sigma male grind set. The grind of reading books. <laughs> but anyways, the other things that they sh- I think they just talked about like how the the dialogue system works pretty much. It looks like the Fall Out Four or, or Oblivion, where it's the one, two, three. They have four. the aggressive good guy neutral options <laughs> that's follow four <laughs> but oh my gosh it, yeah but the how the skill checks work is it's like a point system i guess they didn't really explain it they just showed it off i don't know if they have like lines of dialogue too like persuade there's no treasure on my ship cut your loss before pe- more people get hurt time to make a cis- settled systems a safer place so d- that's like three lines yeah, but then um, if you actually look, like, if you tap on persi- Persuade, then that, like, six more options will pop up, and it will be, like, a point system on, like, plus one if you say this, plus two if you say this, plus three if you say this, and it's, like, indicated by, like, colors, too. Nobody knows what that means. They'll we have to know play if, like, the red means it's, like, a higher risk. It's, a, like, the yeah, it's, like, a higher risk. See, I feel like that's similar to, like, Citizen Sleeper, which I'm going to talk about later. But, like, 
each action in that game is controlled by a dice. So, yes. for example, yeah, like yeah, if, if you have like a probably a dice. Stone. So yeah, it's like four. It's like twenty five percent maximum positive, fifty percent neutral, and twenty five percent negative outcome. So like I feel like it's gonna be like that. Each yeah. dialogue option you do is gonna be safer or riskier, depending yeah, okay. on your skill set. That's probably what it is, yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah, yeah right. I just explained it. <laughs> I just exp- I played an RPG. I know right. what's going on. Yeah, you're probably... Well, a lot of... Not much RPGs use the dice system anymore. Which, I mean, kind of sucks, but also... The dice system slapped, it. bro. Oh, my God. I, I think it does, too. I gained a re-roll ability. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> well, Starfield showed off more of the character creation, like perks and stuff. But you already knew about the one where you can have your parents live, right? In which one? Well, in Starfield, there's a perk where you can, like... Uh, Wouldn't like, that be just, like, a could, like, live. Like, character a... background thing? Yeah, but, like, you could actually go visit them. Oh, I suppose... So you could have a character that's, like, big sad or big happy, yeah. sort of? Yeah. I prefer to have depressed main character. <laughs> <laughs> well, and then... then and then for some reason out of nowhere, Starfield fans are like, "Oh, you, you're able to murder your parents." There are fans of Starfield. Yeah, there are. Fans <laughs> of it's not even out yet. And but they showed off another. Imagine being a fan for a game that hasn't even come out yet. I'm the connoisseur of Starfield. Isn't even out yet. I'm a con- I know everything. <laughs> they have a perk for. Um... Fuck. Oh yeah, you can be an. Oh, there's, and oh, what? See, I think. Oh yeah, here. What is this here. fucking guy with flame? So this this is the annoying fan from Oblivion. <laughs> so what happens is after you beat the the arena, that little quest, this fucker pops out of nowhere and he's just he just follows you around and is like, "What can I do for you, mighty grand champion? <laughs> Shine your boots." Back row, perhaps. <laughs> he just fucking follows you, and it's so annoying, and it's a bit of a meme. Can you not murder him? You can. That's like half the videos on YouTube. It's <laughs> just murder. murdering the, the adoring fan. <laughs> fan, yeah. Like, what's the most famous one? 50 ways to kill the annoying, adoring <laughs> fan. Jesus Christ. Oh, fuck. Is this Kino? It is Kino. Oh yeah, Gotham Knights comes out this week. I already week. know the ending of that game. You want me to spoil it to you? No, because I want to play it. Fuck, yeah. <laughs> Fuck. Does Bat- is... is Batman still alive? No, he's not alive. Oh. He's fucking dead. Damn. <laughs> like, this is, I think, one of the most famous ones here. Yeah, it's just... <laughs> <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. The fall is so long. <laughs> it's over. <laughs> what is going on? It just keeps going. I like how it was, he just... Just two minutes of him fucking falling. 
We have to stop. Well, yeah. Back back to start. Start. It's, it has a perk called Hero Worship. You've earned the attention of the adoring fan who will show up randomly and just jabber at you incessantly. On the plus side, he'll give you gifts. So it's an Easter egg, but also at the same time, you'll just have a random dude following you around, Hell showing yeah. up randomly. Imagine playing into the meme. <laughs> <laughs> Which is pretty epic. I'm definitely going to... I'm definitely gonna have this. this and then this murder one. him immediately. <laughs> and then murder him. See, my favorite part of Skyrim was when I murdered, or su- supposedly murdered, one of the main characters. Like right when we got out of the cave, like I lowered his health. I was able to dodge all of his attacks, and then he just came back to life and chased me for the rest of the time. I haven't gotten past an hour of Skyrim <laughs> because every time my game fucking breaks or I fuck up by just doing whatever the hell I want. You see, you can't do that in a Bethesda game. <laughs> Damn it! You can't do whatever you want, which I hope Starfield does something different. See, I like love games, like RPG games, where I can try if I want. Like, I can just... Like, if I want to go into the story, I will. But I also want to be able to just fuck everything over at any moment when I get bored. <laughs> so I'm just like, ah! Main character? More like Dead character. It's called Fallout New Vegas. <laughs> oh shit! Murder every quest line. <laughs> just have no story. Oh, just <laughs> I can't do that quest. I'm locked out of it. <laughs> I, murdered his, I murdered his brother. <laughs> Literally, the only thing I get out of New Vegas is just emptiness. <laughs> I murdered everyone. <laughs> I can't even finish the main story. I just not understanding the themes of the game. (laughs) (laughs) Sigma male. Honestly, New Vegas is like, what, six gigabytes? I should just get that on Game Pass. Yeah, honestly, though. Morrowind's like three. Yeah, well, Morrowind's old. I know it's old. It has the dice system, too. Oh, dice system! (laughs) So, like, when you... But it goes for hitting people, too. So, like... You just have this whooshing sound, and you don't know when it actually fucking hits the target. So it's just like whoosh, whoosh, whoosh. I'm like, huh? You just hear screaming, and it's like, <laughs> but then there's the little health bar, of course. So but. is it like out of six still? But no. It, so like, it depends on how much, how high your. I don't know how exactly much... It doesn't tell you how much it's out of. I assume it's probably like a D&D dice. I, I, I don't know exactly. I just know they just roll dice. Well, see, there's like a... Like, in Citizen Sleeper, They it, it has like a reason. Like, each dice means something. So, like, if you have a one die, it's either 50% neutral or 50% negative. Because that's like the worst die. Or there's like a six die where it's like 100% positive. So is it like that? Where like you can have a die that's positive, one die that's negative, and then the rest are like mixes? No, it's like it's just like a D&D die. Like it's like... Oh, the higher the better. <laughs> the 12-sided die and you have to get from this number to this number and in between oh okay exact you can't get past sure okay like that like it just it's like, like yeah. get a four through an eight to hit them or you miss like okay yeah except it doesn't tell you anything so you oh. just kind of have to wait for the health to go down 
<laughs> you're just like so it's really okay. painful on the lower levels hell yeah all right so is that all yeah that's it for starfield okay. you don't understand. could you could you survive to the end of the game i mean if you're careful yes but he is like pretty much meant to die i think it's <laughs> just so yes <laughs> there is a youtuber called Wilberger. he plays a cat and this guy follows him around and they make sex jokes <laughs> <laughs> he is called sex slave boy what <laughs> the fuck <laughs> what and the character who's voiced by sean bean is called sean bean he modded it so it's just his name is just Sean Bean. <laughs> Sean Bean. <laughs> Which is pretty. Is funny. Patrick Stewart in this one or is he in Oblivion? Yeah, he's in Oblivion now. Oh, this is Oblivion? Yeah, this is Oblivion. Oh, I thought this was Marwin for a second. No, you, you just play Oblivion. Oblivion's great. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. What if I want to play Daggerfall? <laughs> <laughs> just... I mean, Daggerfall's funny because you actually can do whatever the hell you want. Hell yeah. <laughs> hell yeah. Was that all the news? Yeah, I think I think so. Okay. Doctor Michael Morbius. Doctor Michael Morbius. So, I've got like. Oh, I got one more. One more. One more. This is smaller. So you heard about the thing that was trending on Twitter a bit ago of the dude of it was like a Superman movie that I I've, I've never seen, but he said truth, justice, uh, the American way. People got kind of pissy because, like, that's not Superman, or that is Superman, you know. Wasn't that just one of his mottos from like the very beginning? Because he was modeled to be like a World War Two yeah, hero. That that was that was after, yeah, that was during World War Two because they changed it uh, to and, Truth, Justice, and a Better Tomorrow. Recently, oh, and people got pissy about it. Yeah, but like, there's the true Chad one. From way back when he started, champion of the oppressed, the physical marvel who had sworn to devote his existence to helping those in need. Why not just use that? Right. <laughs> See, I. We're gonna we're we're trying something new today, but I'm thinking about different things we could do with this thing later that I discord with you about. Yeah. Do you want to do that now, or do you want to do the reviews? We just do the reviews and save it for last. I I want to save it for last. Okay. I'm gonna okay, go out okay. with a bang. Alright, so, I played two games this week. I played Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Shredder's Revenge, the beat-em-up. Yeah. That fucking slapped, dude. I have it installed right now. It okay. is so keen up. It's better with other people, probably, but since I'm a lonely fecker, I played it solo. I played solo Leonardo. How long is it? It's like four hours? Oh, the story's like four. That's honestly the best Team NT story I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> because literally, what? it's just a greatest hits. And you get a bunch of different vehicle segments. You get like a bunch of iconic, iconic villains. And there's an interesting boss fight. Like Each level has a boss fight at the end because it's a beat-em-up. Yeah. Like, the last ones are kind of epic. You want me to spoil them? You're about to play it. I won't spoil it. Mm. The last two boss fights are awesome, because I've never seen that in a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles story before. That, and I'm not a mega fan, so I don't know, but... It's a Shredder in a mech suit? No. Huh. Kind of? No. <laughs> well, he was Maybe. already in a mech suit in the shitty Michael Bay movies. 
It's something to do with Krang at the end oh, for one of them. Yeah, then I'm not going to guess. I pretty much know nothing about Krang. Krang, honestly, like, he does, like, the whole point of the game is that you're trying to stop a greatest hits of TMNT villainy from building him his body. But it turns out that's just, like, the, like, what you think he's going to be in. Because he just shows up in a thing, you know? Because Krang is literally just a brain alien. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but what wild. the final level does is what he's actually in. He's not in his body. He's in a completely different thing. And it's fucking insane. A tank? No, it's way, way <laughs> more insane than a tank. A boat. <laughs> no. It's not a vehicle. A nuke. No, it's not in a weapon either. But I, you can play a building. It. Uh, so I'm... I'm saying it's like an 8 out of 10 because the sprite work is great. The soundtrack absolutely slaps. Because, like, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles theme is, like, remixed a couple of times throughout this. And when it hits, I'm like, oh, my God. Oh, it's so good. So this is... And there's actually seven endings to a fucking beat-em-up. Why is there seven endings? So, apparently... Because, like, there's collectibles throughout the game. Yeah. So, like, depending on, like, the amount of collectibles you get, probably the ending you got. Because I'll spoil it. There's a group in Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles called the Punk Frogs. I had to look this up. Because I kept finding fucking frog people <laughs> in my playthroughs. But it turns out, like, that's a group from Florida. That's, like, the TMNT of Florida. <laughs> it's the is the what? punk frogs. And I found all four of them. They have the names of like dictators. Like Ross Putin, uh, Attila, uh, Genghis is one of them. Like it's a bunch of. They're the names of like true villainy. <laughs> oh, Napoleon's the fourth one. There's four of them. Oh, so like war leaders, I guess. Yeah, war leaders. Evil. I, I Evil. don't know if you consider. I mean, maybe Rasputin political. Napoleon was very political. Yeah, yeah. As long as well yeah. as a war. Until you know. So I found a song about him losing at the Battle of Waterloo. Oh my god! <laughs> Anywho, so because I found all four of them, my ending was that I didn't stop the main bad guy; they did. <laughs> what? <laughs> so like on the television screen, the news reporters like the punk frog save New York, and the team and T like what the fuck. <laughs> But I don't think that would have happened if I didn't find all four of them. So, like, I feel like it's very minor. It's not going to actually change, like, the ending much. But it's like, more like a joke ending, yeah. Yeah, like a bunch of joke endings. But, I mean, because, like, the story's going to stay the same. Because it's 16 levels. You can, there's no, like, side levels that you can do or whatever. Yeah. But I feel like if you... Because there's challenges in each level. There's, like three or four. So if you do every challenge correctly in every level, I feel like you get the best ending, as well as getting all the collectibles and stuff. But I don't have the time for this, so I did not do that. Skip. <laughs> Skip. Um, so yeah, that's like an 8 out of 10 banger. Then I, as I mentioned, I played Citizen Sleeper, bro. I hate RPGs, but I fucking loved this. It's not that I hate them, it's just I can't get invested because they take too long. But this was like 10 hours, and I'd easily, gladly replay it. 
Just saying. Yeah. So I don't I don't know if you want me to spoil it. If you want to play it, I don't know how much I should get into this. We could just get into it. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. it's very Blade Runner. It is dense sci-fi, despite what yeah. the gameplay might make you think. Because as I said, it's dice RPG. So there's a lot of mechanics to simplify it. You have two things, like a a well-being bar that slowly depletes each day, and then you have an energy bar that you gain or deplete with each action. And basically, you have to keep both of those up throughout the game, otherwise you die. Right? It's like the very simple things. And to do that, for each action, you are given a set of dice. So if you have max well-being, you get five dice. If you're like Flickering is like the second stage less. It's four, and then three, two, and one, basically. So, as you go through the game, there's a bunch of different tasks. A lot of them seem completely random and pointless, at least at first. And some of them are. They're sort of just like to flesh out the world more, the side yeah. quests. But they never tell you what's a story mission, what's a side quest. They're all treated with the same gravitas. They're all treated the same. And I feel like that's a good way to approach it. Because if you're told side mission, then they'd ignore it like the plague. Yeah, that's true. But if, like, if they don't tell you that... Because the whole point of the game is you have to explore. You have to wait through these cycles. It took me 50-something cycles like 50 something days by the end though i was dripping i had like nearly a thousand currency i was that's a lot that's a lot in the game because like i saw some playthroughs they only had like 300 and here i am with like 800 just like <laughs> currency you're not gonna be the capitalist in this anti-capitalist game hell it is an anti-capitalist game so the basic uh i don't want to I still don't even know everything that's going on because it's so much. Basically, quickly, you are on a ring. You are on a, a Halo ring, basically. It's Blade Runner on a Halo ring. That's that's how I describe this game. <laughs> um, so a long time ago, there was this corporation that made something called Sleepers, which is basically replicants or whatever oh. from Blade Runner. I see. So you play a sleeper that breaks free, but you're dying because you... God damn, this is literally Blade Runner. This is li I'm telling this is literally Blade Runner. So, because the corporation didn't want anyone to have any control, there's specific things only created by the corporation to keep you alive. And if you don't take it, you die. Ah. So you so have like to... Apple. Yeah, it's like Apple. <laughs> so you have to pay people to smuggle stuff in. And it's like super expensive. Especially early on, when you don't have the drip like I did. Um, there are three different classes that you can play as in the game. But I don't know the differences. Because it seems like they all are the same. To an extent. Because, like, the one I was playing, the actions 
sense wouldn't have made sense for my character to play as but I still did it so maybe it just doesn't matter what class you are or maybe it does well, I didn't I mean, do research <laughs> skill wise yeah probably plus it's like oh sorry I just remember it's plus one thing so like there's a skill tree obviously it's yeah. super small it's only one page you can't scroll you can't do anything it's just one so, <laughs> um, I like to see one page. One page. And so there's like, you start off with one thing already unlocked. And one, I think that's it. It's just something's unlocked first. But you can unlock all of it at the end. I had everything unlocked except there's this thing at the end called like plus two or whatever. I don't know what it leads to. I didn't try to figure that out um but yeah it's a secret ending, a secret ending. it's the secret ending michael michael okay. oh my god <laughs> so okay the story is basically that you are a, a humanoid robot trying to survive on a halo ring and then you go through different side missions and main missions Technically, everything is both a side mission and a main mission. Because you could theoretically skip half the game and get an ending. That, that could explain why some I saw some people saying they beat it in like four hours. Because you can theoretically skip a bunch of stuff. Like, there are entire characters that you could just ignore. So, like, I played everything, which is why it took me like ten hours. That's not that bad. It's not bad, No. Like, there are RPGs where I sink, like, 12 hours, and I'm, like, halfway, and I just can't do it That's anymore. It. <laughs> or, like, I, I, I'm so, thinking, like, The Outer Worlds. I put, like, 12 hours into that, and that's a shorter RPG. Very short. But I just, I did so many side things that I'm 12 hours in, and I just gave up, because I just can't do it anymore. Like, I replayed Cyberpunk, and I realized how short the actual main story is, but, like, I put, like, 60 hours to the side content... Was it really that much time you put in? Yeah. Is this over all playthroughs? No, this the... is just the, my previous one, yeah. How do you spend 60 hours on one game? I just played that one game. I don't switch. Is that... Well, how That's... much time do you put into a day for that? That depends if I work or not. Well, still, <laughs> like 60 hours... That's a lot. Because <laughs> that's... Like two and a half days, yeah, without doing anything else, pretty much. That's a lot. <laughs> I don't know what I don't know what you're doing. That's a lot, pretty much. Yeah. Um. Anyway, see, I like to complete my games nice and fast. Yeah, fast. <laughs> That's one way to put it. Like to sink as many hours as possible in one, and then move on to the next. So, uh, anyways, Citizen Sleeper, the story is very Blade Runner. It tackles the themes of, like, humanity. Like, what it means to be a human. You know? Because people give you the weird looks. And some people treat you well. And some people don't. You know? And you are a contract for many people. Because it's like, oh, an escaped robot left. Let's go collect it. Money. Yeah. So you are, like, a contract for a lot of, like, bounty hunters. So my ending was... I. To make money, I worked at a shipyard, but I didn't exclusively work there. I worked at a bar, 
I worked at like a couple of different places, just doing different tasks, making money. There's also uh, like a stock market that I put a lot of my dice into. <laughs> I made bank. Gambling <laughs> addiction. <laughs> so like my the last three the last quarter of my playthrough, I worked at the shipyard, and I found a working dad who no. <laughs> was like extremely unhealthy because of just like how much he worked and how little food he made but he had like a sleeper like daughter that was a part of this whole side mission this whole side story basically there was a sleeper ship that like got shot at in space and a bunch of them died and a couple survived i'm one of them and the sleeper daughter was another one and there was like a third. The one side mission I didn't play was one that I found like halfway through, but it told me to play near the end, but I didn't know when the end was because I didn't want to look anything up. So I missed it. That's like the one thing I missed. I did like everything else. So that'd be like my second playthrough if I did one. Anyways, so you work with this guy. You both build this ship that's basically going to bring you to a new planet and basically start fresh and so uh, the, the end game is get on the ship but as uh, Chandler from uh, Fallout New Vegas said it was rigged from the start <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. so only the people that were like already members were put on the ship and they had this like lottery draft like, everyone that worked on it got absolutely fucked because none of them were going to get on there because it was rigged from the start. So, you know, the whole thing is like, oh, you think you're going to be stuck here forever. But as the ship is about to leave, you work with, like, a hacker bro to get on there. And basically, the ending that I got is... I can't bring anything with me, so I'm going to die on this ship, but I go on it anyway to be with this dad and this daughter, and, like, they give you, like, the sad music and the dialogue that's gonna, like, go through the events that are gonna happen, and... Like, the intense music plays, because you could not go on the ship. You could get to a point and just let them go, and you could stay alive. But I knew what was going to happen, and I still went. Because, like, that's more... Like, the whole point, I thought, for the game is, like, Blade Runner. Like, it, it tackles humanity. So, like, my character wanted to be human. He wanted the family. He wanted the connection and the love. So even though he knew he was going to die, he went to have that. And that's what I wanted my character to have. But as I texted you, I thought there was a twist ending, and I got completely pissed because, <laughs> like, that's not what I wanted. So there was a separate side mission that I was doing at the same time, right near the end, that basically tackled, like, that, that same theme where there was this entity called the gardener that basically was this ai that created 
biomass in space. And basically, it tells you, yo, what's your purpose here? And, like, you just get into that whole shebang. And this doesn't sound interesting, but it was very interesting. <laughs> it was very interesting. I think it was. I'm just bad yeah, at explaining usually, it. No, usually conversations in that, specifically RPGs, are really interesting. Like, I know you said you were turned off by it because of the amount of fucking paragraphs there were. Yeah, yeah. I, I like... Because looking, yeah, looking at the images that they showed, all the paragraphs turned me off, and it, a lot of reviews says it was very complicated game mechanic wise, and I'm like, oh, it's super simple. Like I don't know what they're talking about. Okay, it's literally just managing your dice and what you want to do. So there's just used to Skyrim. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so the this ending was basically, I could. This is a whole completely different thing. You're able to go into the second realm, like a digital realm, where you can like collect material and you sell it to make money or whatever. Or you gather stuff. Like there's a side mission where you help a vending machine gain sentience. <laughs> or like there's it's a sentient vending machine. They stole that from Cyberpunk. They did. <laughs> and basically you let this thing called the master leave. And basically, he's literally, like, a god that you can't see his true form. So you just see it as a bro with, like, a, like planets rotating around him. Yeah, it's fucking nuts. <laughs> and the gardener is, like, the same thing. It doesn't have a head. It just exists as a body. And, like, it has a giant terrain around it. Like, you encounter gods in this game. <laughs> just casually. Yeah, just casually. And just meet gods in this game. Because that's cool. <laughs> Looking forward to the future. <laughs> yeah, anyway. Um, in this side quest, they love mushrooms in this game. For some godforsaken reason. <laughs> so you're like planting mushrooms in different kinds of like spores and stuff. That was pretty boring. But you do it for the character interactions. <laughs> Makes sense. Yeah, Makes so sense, actually. Uh, you... Talk to this woman, and basically she tries to get you to meet this gardener. So you go into the, the, the fucking AI shadow realm or whatever, and you meet the gardener. And basically it encourages you to pull the, the threads. Now pulling the threads is basically like pulling the plug, right? It encourages you to do that. But instead I followed the threads, and the dialogue choice that it said was you followed it home. And it was really vague. And then the credits showed up. And I got super fucking pissed. Because that ending would have fucking sucked. <laughs> like, what is home? Exactly. Where is this leading me to? A sequel? What's happening? Citizens 2. <laughs> this time. But oh. it was a fake out credits. So I got pissed and hit the continue button. And then it pulled me back into the game. As if it was like a dream or something. And the woman that I was talking to, with the fucking mushrooms or whatever, was like, did you meet him? And it's like, yeah, I met him. And it's like, you have something you gotta do. It's as if the game knew that I wanted the ending with the dad and the daughter. Because home meant with them. Oh, yeah. I think that's brilliant. <laughs> brilliant. Yeah. 
But, like, is there, like, other characters that, like... Well, like, do you know all the endings? I didn't look up all okay. the endings, because I want to play through some of them. Because I'm curious to see, like, can it just end abruptly, or could you just keep going endlessly? I'd assume you could abruptly end the game, too. I, I was just wondering if, like, there's another side quest you could do that could also be your home. Like, maybe, like, I don't know, you get a that dog or something. and like, like You can feed dog. a stray cat. Yeah, maybe, like, that's your home. Like, you escape with your cat or something. Because there's, there's also side quests. Yeah, I'm. Where it's like you know what to do. I would have to look it up because there's eight endings. That's what I found out. There's eight. I probably have the good ending of some sort. I think it's a good ending. But yeah, that game had me crying. Not gonna lie, <laughs> I don't cry at games, and it wasn't like as bad as like a The Last of Us, but it was close. It was like a journey level. Like I had the tears welt up, and yeah, I had like the single tear. The cop from Cloudy Chance of Meatballs. Yeah, <laughs> you have to roll back the rest. It's just one. That's too macho. <laughs> too macho. But yeah, it was a very good game. It was very easy. I thought it was very easy to get into it. Like, because at first you're turned off by, like, the dice and the, the, the amount of shit you could do. It's not even that much, to be honest. Like, I can see how people could speedrun this game. Like, just by skipping dialogue, yeah. Yeah, just... Skipping <laughs> just happy. I hate this game. <laughs> Two out of ten. I honestly give it a nine out of ten, bro. This game slaps so hard. I wish I slapped that hard. <laughs> what? <laughs> Anyways. I would keep going, maybe, but I like it. A lot. Nine out of ten. Now I want you to talk about Dead Space. Dead Sex. That's not what it's called. Dead Space. Captain Dead Space. <laughs> My favorite video game character is Captain Dead Space. What? <laughs> Just Captain the main Dead guy? Space. Captain Dead Space. I love the remake poster. What? What? what where good. is that? The remake poster. Remake poster. I very. I like the remake. Okay. But, you know what Dead Space is about, right? <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, I don't know what it's about. All I know is it's survival horror. That's yes. it. That's the it. Game, That's all I know. Okay, so I'm just going to explain the story a little bit here. So, um, it's not really, because there's nothing really you can spoil in the game besides one thing, but like, Honestly, when I was told it, I was just kind of like, oh, all right. It didn't really affect the game that much. Sure. But what, so the game opens up, you, you, you're playing as, as, as Isaac Clark. It's, he volunteered for a job to fix a comms array on a ship because their comms are down, but you go with, you know, like security guards and stuff and, you know, you go on this ship and it's like. Oh, why is this why is this boarding room empty? Huh, kind of sus. Sus like among us? Wait, why is this door locked? Why isn't anyone answering us? Like but genuinely though, I know I'm describing it kind of stupidly, but this opening is like actually really good cuz like immediately after you separate yourself from the group, all of a sudden shit just goes down. There's blood all over the walls, and I think it's really atmospheric cuz you're alone for the rest of the game pretty much. 
That's that usually goes. So like, yeah, as soon as you're alone, shit hits the fan. And then all of a sudden, people you, you look through the windows, everyone's dropping. They're, you can't really see the monster, it's the dark. And then, yeah, you have to run in a long hallway in the dark. There's flashing lights and shit, and like you just hear them behind you. You're like, oh my god. The game's not that terrifying, in my opinion. <laughs> yeah, okay. Because I'm not a six-year-old playing the game like a lot of the people were when they actually first played it. But there are moments that are scary. Like, um, there's one part in a, like a it's like a, it's just a room with a bunch of, like a, like where those CEOs have their like meetings and stuff. It's yeah. one of those, except we're just surrounded by windows. And like, you have to go in there to get like access card or something like that. I don't remember why you're in there. And then like the door locks because it's, con- it's getting quarantined. Like it does it a lot because, sure. you know, the virus, it senses it. So then there's, they're, they're just, all the zombies are beating on the windows, busting through the vents on the inside. Whoa. It's just completely dark. I thought that was kind of cool. That's kind of cool. I think I would hate that. Yeah. Well, yeah, you're pretty much sent there to fix the ship, and that's all you do throughout the whole game is fix stuff. Like, fix the meteor gun that shoots the meteors. You gotta fix the comm array to get more people here. You gotta fix this, fix that, fix that, which I'll get to the gameplay later, because that also affects the gameplay and makes it pretty, or the level design, I should say. So you use weapons, so um, the aliens here, or the, the, the space creatures, were created by an artifact called the Maker, mm. and it's it's supposed to be very vague. It, oh, it's supposed to be vague. Yeah, like it's like, it shows the maker, but, like, it doesn't tell you exactly what it does or anything. It just makes these aliens appear. Like, the planet's... It, it's like, the planet's alive. No, it's a virus. The planet's alive. Eventually, it's revealed the... It's just space spores, which I think is kind of stupid, because at the beginning, I kind of liked how it was just vague. on like, aliens showing up. And in order to kill the aliens, you have to... Instead of, like... You can shoot off their head... And then blood starts spewing out. They'll still crawl towards you with their arms and shit, oh. crawling around. You have to shoot all their. You have to shoot their limbs off. But even if you shoot their legs off, you have to shoot like their little claw arms too. And there's little fetuses too that you have to shoot too to kill. Like actual fetuses that like hop around. It's pretty wild. So like. Actual guns aren't that useful against them because they're not meant for cutting. That's why the ship fell in the first place. So you being an engineer with cutting tools is very useful. Ooh, plasma cutter. There's a there's a saw gun too that shoots like saws. What? So it just cuts them more like it like does telekinetic where you can like just hold the saw in front of you and just chop down their legs, mow them down. There is a gun, and it's actually one of the best weapons in the game, which is kind of funny, even though there's a flamethrower. There's a there's a shotgun that like it's it's a force gun that pushes them back, but also just rips off their limbs. Hell yeah! Um, but uh, the level design is awful so um so the gameplay is very much like resident evil inventory management you have 
the select amount of guns you can have that you can find. There's some safe, there, there's the safe rooms. Um, it's over the camera, you know, the fixed camera. Sure. Except I think it's more. I never played Resident Evil, but I assume this is more action focused. But that depends on which Resident Evil you're talking about. Yeah, I'm not talking about five <laughs> or six. Or yeah, six. But probably four is the one I'm probably because a lot of horror games now are or survival horror games are RE4 inspired, since that was kind of the game to invent the third person. But whatever. Yeah, third person's been around for a while. Yeah, but like the fixated camera. Because Zelda, you could rotate the camera, and Mario, you could rotate the camera. Yeah. RE4 had, like, pretty much revolutionized with the 3D camera. I yeah. feel like there's got to be an example. I, there's, I'll look, there's got to no, be an example no. of that. Pretty sure Resident Evil 4, pretty much. Because what else did it revolutionize? Your mom. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Campiness? Oh. Camp. Camp, but... So, the level design is you're in a safe room. There's, like, th four doors or, like, five doors. I don't know. depends on what chapter you're on. You go through this door. You go through one door to get the key to go to this door to fix the thing. That opens this door to get the key to fix this thing that, oh, no, more aliens chase you. You run back, and you're in the safe spot get to the train station you go to the next part you got to fix this thing but you have to get collect three keys this time mm -hmm. to get to this big door yeah that sounds like right <laughs> is it a lot of backtracking or is it just there's like... a lot of back that sounds about right there's it's there's no cuts there's no cutscenes, which i mean isn't that bad but like i'd like to not backtrack. Even though Halo Combat Evolved is one of my favorite games of all time, this is just annoying because it's just constant backtracking. But like, it's not like reusing the levels, it's just like, you're going back. Hell yeah. <laughs> and it's just a long, because you can't really sprint, it's just a long, slow, boring walk. And there's also these zero gravity moments where, like, you're floating in space, but, like, you don't actually float. You have to, like, do this annoying, like, I gotta jump to this wall. Or jump to this wall. That's pretty bad. Hell yeah. <laughs> and it's not exactly clear on the gameplay either. Like, I didn't know you could pick stuff up and throw them at things. Right. Until, like, the end. Of With telekin... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Well, I knew you could pick things up. I just didn't know you could throw them. So, like, when you had... There was a part where you had to take radioactive balls and you had to throw it out into space. So I was shooting the balls, wasting my ammo. The that balls? Was the, yeah. That was <laughs> the only way for me to move the radioactive balls. But then later on I figured out, wait, I could just press the telekinetic button or the magnetic button and just press right trigger and it will fly? Why didn't you tell me that earlier? Sometimes a little hand-holding would be nice. Hell yeah. <laughs> Handholds. Honestly, I just... This sounds like Resident Evil. It, I think it's... Space it's Resident Evil. Literally Resident Evil. Hell yeah. Like, there's actually a... One, what are the things in Resident Evil that 
crawl on the walls and have the scorpion tail. Oh, I know what you're talking about, but I forgot the name. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Well, this yeah. thing has that, but it's two legs. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> yeah, it's... All I can say Resident. is that I hate Dwayne The Rock Johnson's Instagram. Because <laughs> look how he poses. This is the one that's hand in pocket, hand over chest, hand over chest, hand over chest. Look at this, look at this. This is different. Hand over chest. He should play. I think <laughs> The Rock should play Captain Deadspin. <laughs> Captain Deadspin. Look at this one. <gasps> his hand's on his side. Oh my god. <laughs> Dude, look at this one. This one, hand what? over chest. Look at that. Look at look at this one. Hand over chest. Oh, wait, wait, what does he say about fifteen long hard years? That could have been really funny. Fifteen long hard years <laughs> <laughs> of fighting to get Black Adam made. Uh, cool. Black Adam, or like, literally though, early Adam. reactions for the game for the movie is like. The people that are, like, DC bros are like, oh my god, it's awesome! And then literally everyone else is like, this fucking sucks. <laughs> this is shit. Here's Brosnan's best part. I did hear he slaps, to be perfectly honest. Not surprised. <laughs> Not surprised. People praised, to an extent, praise is maybe a strong word. They liked Noah Centennial, but I refuse to believe he can act. So I'm gonna assume that they're crazy, <laughs> just like in Halloween. Whoa. What? Oh, should, oh, should we just j- yeah, jump, yeah, into, jump that into that? Then? I what? All right. So the last time was it last time? I think it was last time we talked about the three Halloween ones. Well, we're not gonna be doing the three Halloween twos. Instead, we're gonna talk about the rest of the new David Gordon Green Blumhouse trilogy. So Halloween Kills and Halloween. We saw Halloween Ends two days ago on a Friday, and it fucking sucked. <laughs> it was actually pretty terrible. I, but s- I think we should start with Halloween Kills first. Oh, Halloween Kills first? Yeah, 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 yeah. So, I'm going to talk about this when we do the thing at the end, and also Halloween Ends. The problem with this movie... With Ends? Wait, no, not or with Kills. Ends. It was a problem with Ends. So... Yeah, no, it's kind of with kills. The you know, we could just is, do both, probably. So the problem with both is kills focuses too much on Michael Myers, and he kills too much. Yes, I think it's a little bit more entertaining than not focusing on Michael Myers, where he's literally not present throughout pretty much the entire film. Ends moment. <laughs> but kills is like, hey, this... Nine foot. How tall is Michael Myers? He's like six. This foot. look. Look at that shadowy figure. That's four feet tall. Let's go kill him because I think he's Michael Myers. I think the whole paranoia, paranoia town is interesting in concept, but is just the dialogue so awful. Evil dies tonight. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> I love no. No. Well, Stop. Like, yet again, you have to put into account that like. These mo- like the sequels are like notorious for actually being shit. <laughs> so, <laughs> see, I hated, hate. I very much didn't like Halloween twenty eighteen. I didn't like so. It so going into Halloween Kills, I had heard mixed but generally okay reviews about it, 
I walk in, and it was the worst movie I'd seen that year up until the next, like, Home Alone came out. And then that took the, the last spot. So I was just like, Halloween Kills is fucking awful. I hate it so much. It has, like, nothing redeemable except John Carpenter's banging score. With the entire trilogy. The entire trilogy, yeah. he absolutely pops off, dude. Like, I... I can't believe he was able to make something good out of this trilogy. It's actually shocking. But although, why do they think a four-foot man was Michael Myers? Because they're dumb. <laughs> Literally, that entire movie, I thought the premise of, like, the town coming together to murder Michael Myers was dumb. Because that lost the mystique of Michael Myers. Him being, But, like, also I think that could have helped with the themes of the original because he like blended in with the people so like they don't know because he's just blending in with the people but like at the same time they're just killing random people on the street that's michael myers quick let's go get him literally i remember so many scenes from that movie were like oh i heard he was over here let's go get him boys and they hopped in their fucking pickup trucks and and then they just like went to go get him it's like you're just gonna go off of a baseless thing one guy said because it's like that's michael myers let's go just go get him like i don't the town's paranoia was so dumb because then they brought that up in ends where it's like if it's they they need a new michael myers to blame all evil on so then when a kid dies at the beginning of ends they they, they blame the person that accidentally did it it's like oh that's the new michael myers you're 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 the bad guy like i don't get because for me, Halloween is, like, just the quintessential, like, cool slasher. Friday certainly isn't that good. Friday fucking sucks. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, basically, though. Okay. Talking about Freaky Friday, right? Yeah, it's Freaky Friday. Jamie Fra- Lee Curtis? Jamie Lee Curtis. She sucks in these movies. I can't believe she came back for that. Money. That's it. Money. <laughs> Money. <laughs> Although, I don't know how much money Blumhouse is shilling out for this, so... That's... Interesting. Well, can we talk about the cherry blossoms? <laughs> yeah, cherry blossoms, what the fuck? Honestly, okay, ends, because it's more in recent memory, I feel like we're going to be able to talk about that more than Kills. I just know Kills was boring as fuck. I was shocked that two hours passed by, by the time ends came around. That went very quickly. At least I thought. I was never bored because I was just laughing how fucking terrible it was. Like, shit would be randomly happening, and I'm like, wait, what's happening? <laughs> I can't get the scene out of my head where he's fucking wrestling with them on and off the camera, and it's like a fucking Scooby Doo. You know, when they're running, you're, you know what I'm yeah. talking about. When they're running like, away from the monster, there's like a the bunch doors, of different and they doors. Pop out yeah. Through there, then they pop up through there, and then they run into each other. and Yeah, it's literally just that. They go back and forth in this sewer. Also, Michael is the most human here, which is not... Maybe because he's old, but, like, I feel like for a person that's supposed to be death incarnate, I feel like old man shouldn't have been the route. I feel like the whole point is, like, as people grow older, Michael is always still young, to an extent. Not 75-year-old man (laughs) that's gonna murder everyone. Like I just I don't think that's intimidating, and the and the new 
Michael and what Corey is that the guy's name? I yeah, never yeah. bought him as a villainous character. Every time he like had an evil laugh or he went into like a monologue, I was just so bored. Like I don't like. I, well, I thought it was pretty funny when he was laughing on the motorcycle with the shitty music playing in the. Background. Oh, that was his start. Like it just became Drive Twenty Eleven for some godforsaken reason. It had neon lights. It had the weird song choice. The 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 slow mo. The vehicle driving. Oh my god! Absolutely awful. What made them think? You know how we should end this trilogy? We should have five minutes of Michael Myers. And about 10 minutes of Laurie Strode, and the rest of the movie is about a new serial killer that we're going to kill anyways. What? Excuse well, me? I thought this movie was supposed to be about COVID. I thought so too. I heard, we both heard that they were going to bring up COVID, and they didn't. So they probably went through like extensive rewrite, rewrites for some reason. See, bringing up COVID would have been dumb. Yeah, but like I, I mean, don't. We got this instead. So <sighs> this was so awful. Like, dis outside of the absolutely banging John Carpenter score, which I will say is a little more derivative because the second Halloween amped up the electric guitar more, and I felt like this was just more of the same. So good, but like not as cool as when it happened in Kills, but. This was awful. Like when he showed up to fucking murder the, the, the doctor, the, the head nurse or whatever, and then the riff plays and he pins her against the wall. Yeah. Like, that was cool. But for me, Corey was just never intimidating. And we were able to laugh at him a bunch because of how dumb his acting was. Maybe that was the point. <laughs> Crazy. See, I think there was someone that was in front of us when we were leaving the theater that brought up what I think we were feeling. That the granddaughter of Lori was going to be the new Lori figure, and Corey was going to be the new Michael Myers, sort of. Yeah. Cause like the, the, then they could continue with sequels, or like a saga, or whatever, if they wanted to. But instead, in about two minutes, they kill Michael Myers, and then shove him into a fucking grinder, shredder thing. And like a bunch of people in the town just stare at it, as if it's not a psychopathic thing to do. They are... And then Lori keeps the, the, the mask, and then Don't Fear the Reaper plays. And that's the biggest misuse of that song ever. Like, maybe the whole point was, like, it was supposed to go full circle. Because, like, that song played when Michael first entered the town and was tracking her. So now, like, the closure part is when she saw his body get grinded up. And she actively pushed him in and was like, this is a good thing we're doing. This is good. We're not psychotic. This is definitely not illegal. <laughs> no, 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 no. Not illegal. Like, they just shove a body into a grinder, and then she keeps the mask. Then she's like, evil will show up in different forms, but we just have to move on. Like, that's an interesting thought, except the thing that the evil comes in new forms with Corey, you murdered. So, like, you just threw that idea out the window. Like honestly, yeah, if they kept true. if they kept Corey, even though he was a stupid fucking character, I would have liked that idea more. Of like evil comes in new forms, but we just have to keep going in life. Otherwise, we're always hung up 
on the bad side of life or whatever the fuck. Like, super simple. Like, I'm not saying that's, like, an amazing idea or whatever. But, like, even that they fucked up. So, like, I don't know what to tell you. Um, also, this movie, um, was it the... It borrowed from one of the worst Halloween movies. I think it's The Curse of Michael Myers. Where... No. Fuck. No, it, <laughs> it did borrow some stuff from the Thorn trilogy. Where, um, it's revealed that his evilness is, like... He can spread it. Like an infection, <laughs> like they said in the movie. Except in those movies, it was, like, passed on genetically to his niece... Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. Evil dies typically. <laughs> as soon I, I I read a review earlier before I watched this movie about how it's not even a slasher because Michael's only in it for ten minutes, and then I'm like, huh, I'm interested now. And I read more reviews, and then they were talking about how it's a romance movie, and it introduces a guy named Corey, and he's like the lead of the movie, but nobody cares about him. And then I'm like, oh, great. But I didn't know what actually happened. And as soon as he touched his face and looked into his eyes, I'm like, God damn it. (laughs) See, I genuinely, my thought in the theater was, oh, my God, are they going to do, like, a cult of Michael Myers? Like, excuse me? I thought that was, like, one of the worst ideas they had put to the franchise, and they were just about to bring it back. <laughs> well, that idea was how they had to sacrifice a baby every generation to become the embodiment of evil to make sure the evil god Thorn doesn't destroy the world or something. Yeah, that's what I, that's <laughs> that's like what I thought was like gonna happen. Like evil was gonna get like um like an like a I don't know. For me, the the whole point of Halloween is like life will never cut you slack. That life is literally just gonna fuck you over kind of no matter what. And you sort of just have to keep going. And like Lori found that out the hard way. But it's also just like a slashy movie that's really well made at the same time. Like thematically there isn't too much to look into it. Yeah. But like I think you could take that out of the story if you wanted. For me it's just Death Incarnate goes absolutely ape shit on a bunch of people. And then there's the the, the the Chad doctor who fucking murdered wants to murder his uh, patient. What's his giga right? Yeah. In the first one? Yeah, Doctor Loomis just wants to fucking murder Michael. Oh yeah. <laughs> Shoots him six <laughs> times, disappears. The pumpkin scene in this one was so funny. I think I think that's a because yeah the pumpkin scene in the someone pointed out that the pumpkin scene in this one is like Halloween season of the witch because of the blue font. Oh yeah, that that's what it is. Okay. And <laughs> Sims, Sims, they have a summit now. What the fuck? That can't be that much for the Sims. Anyway. Oh, blast that music, bro. Blast that music. Oh, this is going to be absolutely gamer.
No, it's like the font is like it's color, basically. That's what they changed. Oh, that that that's what the reference was. It's the only Halloween three reference you can have, John Carpenter. That's it, John Carpenter. No, more like David Gordon Green. Where's the score? Change the score. This sucks. <laughs> this sucks. Although the song that they play in this story is epic. Three more days to Halloween. Halloween. <laughs> anyway, we should keep going. So yeah, Halloween Ends is a one out of ten garbage movie. But here's the thing: I'd rather watch that than Kills because this went quickly and was funny. Kills was boring. I didn't think Kills was boring. I thought Kills was so fucking boring. I, like, the, and it was so much worse because there was, like, a bunch of frat bros next to me. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> like, and behind us, there was, like, people, we had two people walk out of our screening. Did you see that? Oh, yeah. There's two people halfway that left. <laughs> right when it was picking up. Come on. <laughs> Honestly, though, I feel that. I've never walked out of a theater before, and it wouldn't have been for this one. I was laughing my ass off. Like, there was a strobe light party scene that was, like, rough to watch. Like, yeah, even... I, I couldn't watch, I can't watch it for reasons, like, actual reasons, but uh, apparently, according to you, it was, like, actually, you had no idea what the hell was going on. Yeah, no, I was, like, not a clue. Yeah, the editing was pretty awful in this movie. It's awful in the last two. I think Halloween 2018 was pretty good. It kept its lawn takes. Yeah. But here just cut constantly. Well, that's because it tried to be like the first Drive. Halloween. <laughs> Drive. But, well, the Halloween 2018 did at least. Mm, yeah. Anywho. But this these movies are just a big cast grab and just they try and get your... They, they try and reel you in with nostalgia. And then I heard a story... They're making another one. Anyways. Even though David... Because it made $40 million domestically opening weekend. Well... They made its budget back. Dave, so literally they're just like, uh, why would we stop? Well, We're Dave, just going to make more. Didn't David Gordon Green say he didn't want to do another one? Plus he's working on The Exorcist. Which is a trilogy now. Hell yeah. Well... It's something different than Halloween, so maybe... So he, he did say in like an interview that Halloween is a slasher. Exorcist is like a psychological horror movie. So I think he's going to try to go for a different tone, but also it's David Gordon Green. So I have zero faith in them. I give both of them a one out of ten. What about you? Both of them? Oh, I gave Halloween Kills a 5, and I give Halloween Ends a 1. <laughs> <laughs> I hate both of them. Only watch the original. I haven't seen Season of the Witch. I hear that one's kind of Kino. Not yeah, <laughs> Season of the Witch is Kino, guys. Okay, um, do we have anything else to say? I really don't. They just suck. They're no. bad movies. I watch Friday the 13th. It's better. It has no themes. There is no central protagonist throughout any of the films. Hell yeah. So, Jason okay. is funny. So, okay. For, we were gonna talk about The Exorcist, but then we stayed up till like six, 7 o'clock in the morning. 
and then you fell asleep. Yeah, I, I watched the first out. 30 minutes and then left because I was bored and also I had work later in the day. I had two hours of sleep out of about 36 hours of being up, so I was not a happy camper. <laughs> um, so then we n- never got back to it, and you you watched the thing, yeah. and then I was going to watch the thing, and then a little thing called work happened, so... <laughs> I never got around to watching it, but I did see the two Texas Chainsaw Massacre movies. The first one and then the reboot in 2022. Oh, was the reboot good? What do you think? <laughs> what do you think? I heard it was pretty good. Awful? Yeah, I heard it was pretty actually good. terrible. So, Isn't she a PTSD survivor of a school shooting? Uh, the main character, yeah. <laughs> Every time she sees a gun, she freaks out. <laughs> okay, so... Oh, until she gets past her. Do you want to wait to talk? Like, do you want to talk about Texas Chainsaw Massacre? Are you going to ever watch these? Yeah. I'll get around to the first one, at least. Like, like during Halloween, like, the next two episodes? Because, like, I know I want to watch the thing, and The Exorcist is planned for next week. We'll see if we get around to that. Yeah. But, yeah. like, my HBO Max uh, ends in about uh, six days. So, okay. yeah. I will not be able to watch The Exorcist in about six days. So, awesome. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah? Okay. So, do you want to talk about the thing? Do you want to wait to talk about the thing? Do you want to wait to talk about We'll Texas talk about the thing, because... We'll just wait, yeah. I'll get to Texas Chainsaw and Exorcist this week. This week? Yeah. All right. But we should just watch The Exorcist after. Okay. So, should I bring up anything, or are we just, or is our horror movie segment over now? <laughs> um, well, I will say something about the thing. Okay. Sussamogus? Sussamogus. <laughs> it's li- that's, yeah, I know it's just Amogus. Sussamogus. Amogus? Um, Russell's imposters? Sus? Sus? You're sus. sus. No, you're sus. No, you're sus. Because next sus. week, we were also going to talk about Silence of the Lambs. I don't know if you, I don't know if you want. Also, also, we still have to do more than just the first Night of the Living Dead. Yeah, we yeah, have that, nine more of those to was, get to. That's the thing that I'm worried about this month. Now, now that we're watching all these other horror movies. Should we just talk about the first one, then? Texas Chainsaw? No, I mean, like, the first Living Dead movie. Or, or the first two. I want to watch Dawn. Or do Dawn of the Living Dead. Yeah, but that's the one you can't find. Okay, yeah. That's okay. the one you can't find. Yeah. That's the one that you have to spend 20 bucks on Amazon to get, like, a collector's edition. That's in Spanish. <laughs> so, um... Uh, yeah, I guess the first one's fine. So, okay. Then, our horror segments are just done. Yeah. Now. That's now. it. Yeah. Then, uh, so, alright, I'll... I'll put the thing... And then Texas Chainsaw Massacre. What's Texas on? It's free on Prime. With ads. Because there's one without ads that you gotta pay for. But I do want to talk about the differences of the two. Because that's what I had planned the whole time. So I don't know if you still want me to talk well, about I that. I have watched multiple summaries or YouTube videos making fun of the 2022 Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Texas that's what it's called. Chainsaw Massacre. Yeah. So I pretty much understand the movie. Okay, so I'll talk about it then. I will talk about the first one vaguely, but I'll get more into the 
2022 version. Okay, so I watched the original. It slaps. It's 80 minutes. The best nice. shit happens probably in the last 30 minutes. It takes its time. It doesn't have, like, a theme. Like, you could theoretically point out, like, the politics of the time because it's set in the 70s. Yeah. But for me, I just see it as, like, a disturbing slasher movie. That's all I see it as. Because there are, like, it isn't gory, but the thought of a giant burly man with a giant chainsaw slashing people in half murdering everyone. You got me a giant burly. <laughs> yes. So, okay. <laughs> yeah, this giant burly man. Yeah, but he does wear other people's skin, so that might be a bit of a turn-up. Oh my god. Okay. <laughs> See, for me... Put on that Trump bass. Oh my god, no. Jesus Christ. Okay. So, the original, it never... Despite how disturbing it was... It never devolved into just blood, guts, and gore and screaming, right? It was always reserved, despite how disturbing it was. Because the character just being surrounded by four psychopaths that could murder her at any second or just toying with her while being seated at a bone table with, like, skin furniture is, like, really disturbing. So, like, you're just sitting there waiting for something awful to happen. And then you have the ending, which is, like, some of the most iconic sound design ever. But then you get to the new one, and in the first 40 minutes, you get a graphic violent murder. And then there's a scene in a bus, like, two-thirds through. There's, like, 30 people on this bus. And you have Leatherface chainsaw every single one of them. And you see it graphically. And it's like, I'm not intimidated. Because the original, the whole point was... It's the scenery. It's the... It's the psyche that makes you scared. It's not the vroom vroom murder a bunch of people. It was like an action movie more than anything else. And the blood was so... Like, everything was covered in blood that it was just funny at the end. Thirty people getting chainsawed shouldn't be funny, but it was kind of funny. I think. <laughs> and also, yeah, the main character being a PTSD survivor of a school shooting, uh, I feel like they should have done more with that, but they didn't. And also, the ending yeah, sucked. The ending was awful. Doesn't don't they just bring in the lady from the first one and then she just dies? Yep. They, they tried to do Lori's Halloween, yeah. but. A, they didn't get the original actress, and then B, she's in it for about, like, five minutes, and then gets murdered. See, <laughs> like, these characters I don't see becoming, like, badass, like, workers of vengeance. Like, Lori, I never saw her just being like, I've spent 40 years planning his return, and I'm gonna murder him. Like, at least they spent an entire trilogy trying to deconstruct that. Poorly, to be fair, but the idea was still there. Yeah. Right? In this movie, for literally no reason, you go from a girl that suffered horrible tragedy to cowgirl that is 
actively hunting him for some reason. And then instead of, you know, a guy calling the police, he calls her. For literally no reason. Like, I don't get what the fuck the point was with her character. And then she just gets chainsawed at the end. Is that the closure that you were going to give to that? That's the 40... The 50, yeah, that's the 50 years. Nearly 50 years. Year conclusion is, is, is that. Yeah. Like, that's terrible. That's God, she's 70 years old and she's fucking hunting. Leatherface is like 90 years old? <laughs> yeah. Jesus. <laughs> like... Think about that. He's 90. <laughs> or, like, technically, they don't ever call him Leatherface. And they never do in the original, either. That's a moniker that came with the sequels. But, like, maybe it's not the same person. But I don't know. I think the whole point is, like, it is. Kind of. I don't get it. it my brain's fried from these awful horror movie sequels. And the ending is so funny. Because it's about two sisters that are, like, trying to escape together. They do. They get in a car. Everything is hunky-dory, right? They're driving off into the sunset, but literally right as they're about to, Leatherface bursts through the window, rips the sister out. But because the Tesla that they're driving is automatic, the youngest daughter, who's the survivor of a school shooting is driving off as she sees her sister get slashed and murdered. And then they try to recreate the ending where he's running around with the chainsaw, and then it just cuts the credits. Unlike the original, without was actually haunting, because, you know, the sound design was good, and you actually cared about the character, uh, in this one, it's bad. Because they have no reason for you to care besides they're the main character and shock value two out of ten garbage the original is like a nine out of ten banger i still think halloween's better but for like different reasons because they're going for two different things but is it and this movie was based off of eddie. so much true things not really very much inspired by ed gein yeah like, the rumor about the movie was that it was inspired by true events, but literally, the director came up with the idea of, he was at a supermarket in a line, and he's like, God, I wish I could get through this line, because it was so slow. And then he saw a chainsaw, and he just <laughs> imagined, what if I use that to get through this crowd? And then that led to <laughs> Texas Chainsaw Massacre. <laughs> God, I wish there was an efficient way of cutting through that. <laughs> to getting no, he literally was just like the line was slow, and I wished it would go faster. And then he saw a chainsaw. <laughs> Honestly, what did I wish I could cut the line? Oh, got him, dude! <laughs> Holy shit! Pun intended. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so. Do you want to talk about the thing then, or are we just gonna wait? Fuck, why not? Okay. Um, in case you didn't know, this movie was critically panned when it came out. Really? Yeah. I thought it was praised from the beginning. But no, it was just people not... fucking hated it. Interesting. Um, but yet they I loved was... Halloween. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, <laughs> interesting. It was interesting. 
I was genuinely surprised at how, like, sort of terrifying it is. Not It's not like the, the fear, it's more of disgust, like you were describing with um, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Like, the effects do look like they're old, but, like, it's yeah. just the, you can tell what they were trying to go for, and it's like... Yeah, I don't really think that dog should have two heads. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> or you saw the scene in Halloween Ends where the fucking chest opens. Yeah, and in then the, the dark, like, like I clay, know enough like, of the scenes, right? Yeah. Like I know the scene where they have to test the blood. Yeah. And then one of them is the, and the blood goes, and then the guy just like just tries to murder him. And they have to, and then just it's literally among us. It's literally it, among it us. Is, it is among us, except like. Oh, fuck, I don't know. If, but, like... Like, I know the ending, too. Yeah. Because, like, the it's Kurt Russell first, yeah. and a guy out in the snow. And they blown everything to hell. But he has, like, a... Kurt Russell's got, like, a frozen beard. And he's, like, like, like got all this, like, you know, smoke coming from his mouth because it's cold as hell. And the guy he's next to doesn't have any smoke coming from his mouth. He's literally just sitting there. Yeah. So people think, oh, that's the last thing. Right, they're gonna murder each other, and then the thing's gonna get frozen again. Except, I like to think that it's neither of them, and they just die. Damn, <laughs> that—that's the way I like to think of it. Okay, but yeah, um, it's Susamogus, but like, it's—it's it's another John Carpenter thing that I noticed from his movies, where he seems to care about the small things. So like, if I were to watch it again, I could guess at least where all these people who got infected and at what points they got infected sure so yeah like that's yeah. like yeah. it's better than just shock value like oh this person was one of like if he actually had like a staged plan of the thing right first it's the dog then it's one of the guys then it's the person with the fake arms in real life Right, that's the guy that had the chest open. Yeah. His arms come off because he was like a like a war veteran or something. He had like no arms, so they like had him have arms or something. They did. I didn't notice that. Yeah, because the effects are good. <laughs> <laughs> huh. I know that you're aware of the dog part then. Yeah, where the dog like <laughs> murders all the other ones. It's like amalgamating. It's like a giant disgusting beast. I also know that the head comes off of the guy that chests opens and yeah. has like the spiraling starts crawling around. Like I know enough about the movie just because it's so like iconic. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's definitely a must-watch even if you're aware of what happens in the movie, like me, <laughs> like you. I know nothing that happens in The Exorcist. Me too. <laughs> I know that there is an exorcism, but I don't know what happens in it. Also, you want to know something? That was nominated for Best Picture in 10 total Oscars, winning adapted screenplay. And I just think that's kind of funny that a movie from the 70s could do that. But then some of the best horror movies of the modern age don't even get attempted to get acknowledged by the Academy. You should go back to the set. I think it's because slashers gave horrors a bad name. That's true. 
and also every exorcism movie since. That's not not in the series, the exorcism, but like every movie about exorcism is awful compared to the original, apparently. Although there's this movie that has been in development for a year. I swear to God, I've seen ads for this since like 2020. But it's called Pray for the oh. Death or something, where it's about a woman. Yeah, the first woman nun. Yeah. Yeah. In the movie, at least. And 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 well, every first, you know, every single time I see a trailer for it, I'm so bored. It's like hair goes in the mouth, eyes go black, and then they have like the spooky horror, like, and I'm yeah, and I'm just sitting there like dead. Like, I don't care. And, like it's so boring. So exorcism is a oversaturated market until John Constantine two comes out. Oh, let's go. Yeah, I mean, The Exorcist. Oh, fuck. There was a fact about it that I think also played into it. So the director. The, the, so the production of the movie was cursed, and the lead actress no, almost no, no, no. got. So okay. What was the movie that he? Where's the guy? William Friedkin is his name. He did The French Connection, and he won Best Director. So then two years later, he makes a critically acclaimed psychological horror movie. Maybe it was sort of like one of those things where, like, it's not usually what the Academy's into, but it's so well made, and it's from a guy they've given Oscars to before, that they're kind of just like, yeah, sure, we'll let that one in. But then every other one that comes around is like, no, you don't get in. Ew. Isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Ugh, disgusting. <laughs> this is made for the poor. <laughs> That's Jesus. true, though, right? <laughs> the poor watch the horror movies while they watch the drama movies about how bad rich people are. Ugh, rich people. <laughs> rich people. <laughs> the upper class. Ugh, filthy. <laughs> But yeah, like I think that is one thing to consider. I think. Oh, but yeah, doesn't matter. Anywho, um, is that it? Yeah. So here we go. Yeah, I'm just want to get to this part. So. This is the part that I think we've both been waiting for. So, this is not a new idea. In fact, this has been around since the dawn of filmmaking. Actually, to be fair, but. There's a podcast that is extremely underrated that I've watched since like 2020, like late 2020, but mostly 2021 when I was on my breaks at Walmart, I'd listen to these people, but the podcast is called Rebooted. It is a bunch of people in the industry that come together and pitch a reboot that they make from scratch on the spot about a reboot for a franchise. And they've tackled a bunch of DC properties. They've tackled Pirates of the Caribbean, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Transformers, Independence Day, uh, Friday the 13th, which we're going to get to in a second. But, yeah, sometimes it never works out, you know. Sometimes they just get stuck and they spend an hour and a half arguing and it goes nowhere. But then there are times where, like, Back to the Future, like He-Man, where it takes them an hour 
and then they have like the best fucking plot I've ever heard for a movie in my entire <laughs> life, right? So it all just depends on the people that are making the reboot or pitching the reboot and the property. And I think today we're going to take that and do exactly that. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to steal the idea and change nothing. No. <laughs> so that's not true. We, we, <laughs> whoa, we do have pitches, but it, I think, I don't know how exactly you want to structure this. I don't know if we want, we want to do exactly like what they do, because they do come in with ideas, but they go from the ground up. Like, they bounce off of each other. Like, a bunch of random ideas come up, and then they change the story completely on those ideas. So I don't know if you want to do that, or if we just want to pitch the best movie, and then just that's it. Go with the flow. Go with the flow? Okay. Because yeah, that's kind of what they do, too. We can just, yeah, just go along. So, yeah. and one thing that they also have is they have the main guy, producer Bill, he does a voiceover for... Infamous, among other things, producer John Peters. He does a really shitty voiceover. John Peters bursts through and gives a insane demand that is like a 180 from what they're trying to do. And they have to integrate it into the story. And that's like a part of the gimmick, right? So I asked you, do you want to do that? And you said for like specific things. I don't know if you still want to do that for this one. Because I do have an idea for it. I came up with that at work. <laughs> but. We bring back Uber Jason? <laughs> no, I. So, I think that's up to you. But I think we should start. Not how they start. They talk about what do you think the audience should see? What do we want? What do they want to see? And then they build from there. I think we should start with the meaning. Of Friday the 13th. What is the <laughs> point of Friday the 13th? I think that is a very good starting point because 12 movies, 40 years of legacy, in quotes, <laughs> infamous among other things for its uh, quality to say the least, we are tackling Friday the 13th as the reboot. And because I have seen their episode, I actively did everything to not do what they did for their reboot. So just so you know, I'm doing something completely different. But I was inspired by them. And that episode in particular, because it's Halloween-y season, you know. So, what is the point <laughs> of, of Friday the 13th? As someone who has seen nine of the 12 of me movies, I couldn't fucking tell you. <laughs> it is all over the place. And I... I so I actually had to. Look, I did look this up because um, I did research on it, and you got very excited about this when I pitched it to you. Not even the fucking writer of the movie knows, knows the, the point. point. He's just kind of like, well, I mean, I guess it's about like, like <laughs> how teenagers like put pleasure <laughs> above their whatever, and like, what, what? <laughs> So then other people were saw it as like a Christian thing where it's like, oh, the it just so happens the woman who's a virgin survives at the end. That's then, similar to like Halloween too. Yeah. That's similar to a lot of slashers. Yeah. But then other people saw it as like, oh, it's like it's like making fun of like or it's like 
a hit piece on the people who were for the the free love movement you know like how um you can have you can bang people without being married or that's when they introduced the the, the uh anti the anti-baby pills oh uh, birth control birth control contraception yeah. yeah that's when they did that stuff that's when uh the homosexual stuff started to pick up like the know, homosexual well, like stuff. that that's when that's, like people were that's when not, the that's media not when it really started, started picking it up like that's when people started to pick it up a bit more and i mean without that's when magazines started making porn because of the movement like there was a lot of good things because like hey we can now do it without you know law telling us we can't but then also like all these down things came like there's like i porn is a huge problem with our modern day because of it but yet again back then <laughs> it was just magazines and not the internet they so did I, have videos but you have to rent them and pay for them yes mm-hmm. so i kind of took that i kind of tried or at least want to do something with it but it's not like as laid out as i thought because it was kind of a last second edition because like i couldn't think of a fucking theme in the first place Sure. So, so I, I just stuck with like a gen, like a campfire story. That, that's what sure. I just thought. I just so, thought as a campfire okay. story. So for, for me, I saw it as like Halloween is just death incarnate murdering everything. And that's the slasher movie. I saw this as more of like a tragedy. Not like a, not like a Shakespearean tragedy because yeah. <laughs> it's Friday the 13th. But like I saw it as the tragedy of a boy who was left to die. And then when he comes back, everything that he loves is gone. But he doesn't have the mental capacity to be able to get himself out of the situation. So he goes to basic human instincts to try and survive. And it just so happens that he murders people. That's how I saw this story as. Maybe I'm wrong for that. Well, I don't see... like that, That's where the downfall sort of started with friday the 13th they they put jason as the protagonist and all the characters were just cannon fodder sure like you didn't really get even the seventh one i would say carry knockoff <laughs> yes you know see I mean, that one like has more maybe because yeah. when i when it came up with this we're like it wouldn't the idea that i'm gonna pitch we don't have to do so the idea that I had is, I feel like is so similar to like some of the Friday movies, but the pitch is, it's, as I said, Jason loses everything to an extent, right? He, he, his mom, I don't think she should be a serial killer. I think that just clues in like a bunch of mythology. I think she just yeah. dies of old age, right? She, he has a sister. In the ninth one, somehow. Never brought up. So I want to make that more canon, is that he has a sister. I've only seen the first one, but I know enough about the series to be able to make this pitch. So he has... He thinks his sister is... His sister... He finds a grave of his mom gone. His sister's gone. Right? He is just built of pure, like, anger for the fact that the people that he trusted to keep him alive didn't. And so 
yeah, it's very similar to the original, but I think the originals are considered some of the best, even if they weren't great. So sticking to that instead of like, it's a curse and he goes to hell and is like, what? What do you mean? What? (laughs) Or the immediate next one where he travels to space somehow. Like, that's fucking insane. But that one does have apparently the best kills. Like, he dips someone in liquid nitrogen. And then Mythbusters proved him wrong because that's not possible. (laughs) It doesn't matter. But anyway, so my pitch is it's been 20 years. All right. So instead of him coming out of the lake as a child and then a year later he's in a grown adult man, I think he never, like, he died but he came back as an adult because of how time works. Oh, yeah. So he comes back as an adult, but because he has the mental capacity of a challenged like child like yeah. he doesn't have much to go off of so as i said basic human instinct kicks in and one of the main characters is his sister but he doesn't know because she's 20 years older now she comes back with a bunch of her friends because technically they still own the property because let's just say her mom owned it right so it's a her and her friends back and there it's it becomes maybe a generic slasher story where you have him like getting pissed but we we learn he learns that oh this is my sister so instead of killing her he tries to do what they did in the reboot where he tries to like kidnap her and keep her he, he did that in the reboot because he reminded her of, he reminded him of his mother because they looked the same. Yeah. That's why he did it in that. I'm one. doing it in this one because he he believed he didn't have anything left. So he becomes attached to something that he does have, right? But his sister doesn't know that it's her brother. So it sort of becomes like a quote-unquote tragedy at the end of the day because she'll kill him at the end of the story. Because, like, obviously, you get kidnapped by a giant burly monster that murdered all of your friends. Yeah, you wouldn't really care who it was. You'd want to leave. But you'd get a dual perspective of you get both sides of Jason wants a family because he died and then believe he didn't have one but then you have her who's like put in the worst situation possible and then she's just trying to survive it's a really simple maybe kind of stupid idea but i think that'd be a way to go sounds like a friday the 13th movie yeah it makes sense <laughs> yeah, yeah. It does. It does. that's my pitch we can drop all of it we can keep some of it so like what well what if we what if we just pitch our ideas and then like after we do it we just like just fight over what we should do. Okay. Yeah. So what's your pitch? Or some episodes will be different. Sure. We'll just go with whatever works at the time. All right. Let me open up the Google Doc. <laughs> oh, my God. You have a Google Doc? Bruh. I had to write it all down. Um. So I specifically said it doesn't have to be a reboot because I think it could fit anywhere in the timeline personally. Okay. But it's called A Long Night at Camp Blood which was actually the original title of Friday the 13th. I did okay. a lot of research on this. Hold I on. swear. <laughs> Takes place in the 80s. Um, I didn't really say if it was take. 
yeah, okay. Um, it's at Camp Crystal Lake because it should always be in Camp Crystal Lake. It should never be outside. Okay. Right, so describing my Jason, he's so good like the like you look in his eyes, you can still see the the childlike awe in his eyes. Like he's okay. got beady eyes, but then also he's because like in the remake, you know, he's just but also coming from the remake, he also like lures people in. He's a bit more brutal. He sets more Rambo-ish traps, like bear claws that clam them up. Uh, traps people in sleeping bags. I have one kill in mind that will be a callback to one of the originals, but instead of smashing their skull in once against a tree, he'd smash it multiple times. I feel like once makes it better. Just to, the efficiency. Oh yeah, but like we gotta, we gotta have the blood. Gore. We gotta have the glow. We gotta have the gore. The gore. Um. And I actually got into characters, too. Oh, yeah. my gosh. I did not, <laughs> except for the main two. This is actually takes place during the summer, because, you know, summer. Do, okay, so here's summer. here's another thing that we might need to talk about, to not go in on your pitch. Do we keep this modern day? Do we keep it as, like, a period piece set in, like, the 70s or 80s? I like it when it's a period piece. I don't think Friday the 13th belongs in the modern day. I agree. But, like, in terms of, like, what... Like the the rebooted crew or whatever would bring them. It's like, does it need to be modern day for audiences to connect with it more? Honestly, I think setting it back in the eighties would bring more people in. Maybe because like that's kind of a trend right now. All we that have to do has is been like, a trend for just like, just slap a eighties song in there. That's true. Like, yeah, like we'll we'll get those forty year olds to come in. Of course, yes, absolutely. So that that's yeah. Plus, for that time, you know, teens were always portrayed as, like, angsty or more liberal. You know? mm-hmm. So, I think that'll just fit with Friday the 13th vibes. Ah, okay, so the first... So, um... So, the, the beginning of the movie basically goes from one person to the next, to the next couple, to, like, a small group or whatever, but it opens up with the... the Nerdy girl. Ooh. We'll get to this later because this is a Friday the Thirteenth, the first one callback, and um, she's kind of wants to get with the the jock, right? Okay, right? Oh, like oh, that yeah. trope, right? Yeah. That trope, the usual trope, you know. They get then basically the first act is just them getting to the camp. You get to know the characters. Like we have, um, uh, a prep girl and a jock. They're dating, uh. He has dry humor, which is going to contrast with the comedic relief. Because the comedic relief, his entire point is that he's not funny. He's just fucking annoying. Okay. <laughs> which I think is great. Because it's like a, a jab at comedic relief characters. Um, there's another nerd. And there's another preppy going, girl and a rock boy. And also an overachiever character. Um, I didn't really go in depth with the character. Sorry. Um... So, yep, that day they just have fun, but then when stuff starts to get serious is when they sit around a campfire. And, um, because earlier when they enter the camp, there's another first Friday the 13th callback. There's an old hobo guy who's like, don't go to Crystal Lake. Oh, yeah, Ralph, I know. (laughs) Don't go to Crystal Lake. You'll never come back again. (laughs) Yeah, like I want to call back to that again. So then they're like, 
they're at the campfire and they're like, oh my gosh, what did that old guy mean? And it's like, what? You haven't heard the story of Crystal Lake? And then they tell the, the legend of Jason, how he drowned in the lake because two teens had sex. And um, when he finally shows up, Jason, it's only through his point of view and the hands, like the first one, even though it's not Jason, but you don't ever see him until near the end. Because <laughs> I, I want him to be more like an actual serial killer than, or like an actual murderer or whatever. Well, not towards the end, but just at the beginning of when you see him. Then you slowly see his face and stuff. And, yeah. and the first person to die is the first person you meet. This is called a false protagonist. Crazy. You heard of this? You heard of this? Yeah, I have. This is, uh, this is, this is psycho shit. Crazy. So, yeah, yep, yep. And the main character is actually the jock and the prep girl. They're actually a power couple, so they survive it. Oh, my end. God, you have so many fucking words. Um, Holy shit. I just took a peek at your doc. It's insane. <laughs> so, every person who dies has sex, which is a Friday the 13th trademark. Uh-huh. And, or even thinks about it, actually. But, oh, thinking about sex equals and, murder. <laughs> yep, and it's just, I just think it's really cool how, like, they have a couple who, like, don't bang or anything, but then, like, they're the ones who survive, and I just want... Imagine the to... jock not having sex, it's crazy. Yeah, I just want two people to survive, or, like, a couple to survive, because I think that's really The, the reboot had the brother-sister survive. Yeah. Didn't they have the supernatural guy? He was like 30-something playing a teenager. I yeah. swear to God, it did. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it did. Yeah, yeah, it did. Right, that... Yeah, yeah. It did. Right, not, that, that's a, it's not Jensen Ackles. It's the no, other guy. I know it's not Jensen It's Nichols. the other guy. Yeah. With the... The longer hair. hair. Yeah, 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 yeah. 30-something yeah. playing 18-year-old. Yeah. Hollywood moment. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I... The, the main point... Is I just want to keep the campfire story, like the urban legend, Jason. Okay. Because I think that hasn't been touched on as much. Because, like, they did a uni- Universal Monsters Jason in the Jason Lives already. Oh, or, like, he's, like... Uh, he's brought back to life. And oh, he's more sure, of sure, like sure. A, um, uh, uh, dumb. Do we dumb have guy. intelligent date Jason? Or do we still keep him... More like challenged mentally, but I mean, if he's also able to sell, set up killer traps, maybe. Oh my god, do we have our first Jason that can talk? <sighs> I like mumbling Jason, mumbling Jason. Like, so you mean te- intelligence to an extent? Yeah, like at least survival instincts. I feel like there's some things more than survival instincts he'd be doing if he's setting up bear traps yeah. or. Murdering people in elaborate ways, although maybe elaborate is b- blunt ways. Maybe is a better way to put it. Like here, here. Well, here's the other thing that we should do before we talk about Jason. Do we keep the murder mystery, or is it just Jason? Because like I had an idea for my pitch. Like, what if it's the hobo at the beginning? He's just a crazed lunatic who just murders. Oh, and people. it's not Jason. Yeah. Like, what if it's no? Oh, they. The j- like, he, he just, just spreads out. the idea of Jason. Yeah. To, like, scare people. But if he's trying to scare them off, 
then just, like where does he come in as the serial killer? He's just doing it because he's a dick. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. That's his motive. He's an asshole. <laughs> I mean, for a series like this, I don't think you're gonna get high art. To yeah. be fair, so like, yeah. unlike a pitch that I am teasing later, like a DC Universe reboot, where we go through each character, such as like Superman, that could be high art. This is not that. <laughs> this is like you get a good slasher movie that'll give people like the six to seven out of ten ratings on Letterbox. You know, <laughs> like that's 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 the aim we're going for. Got to be that second life. It's never gonna be. Hell yeah. Gotta be on that top two list of theirs. So, I do like the idea of, like, the campfire story. Because, for... I want to do something different. But I feel like we gotta keep Jason because of the iconography. That, or at least to an extent. That, that's where I thought, too. Because, like, I want to do Jason because he's iconic. Iconic. But, like, Maybe we just keep the mask. Be Although, yeah. we're kind of getting into the rebooted so what they did that I'm avoiding, but I'm going to tell you so we can avoid it, is they had it so it was like a cult of Jason to an extent. So like Jason was never in the movie. It was two girls that were disassociating from like reality. It's sort of like like a Slender Man, but like the real life Slender Man story. Where it's like two girls that are slowly going insane. And they get this mask, and they're sort of, like, triggered to go on a killing spree. That was their pitch for a Jason, or, like, a Friday the 13th reboot. And I thought that was so good, but because I don't want to copy it, <laughs> now I'm thinking, how do I get, like, as original as that for a concept? You know what I mean? Yeah. Which is why I feel like we might need to keep Jason for this one. Or do we go back to his mom? Well, that's also... I, I also watched a bunch of YouTube videos with, like, 300 views or whatever, or, like, two views of fans' pitches. Okay. And all of them have something to do with following Jason when he was a kid. Really? Which I think is really weird. I would have never imagined that. Yeah. Although, to be fair, it's not like Michael Myers, where, like, you shouldn't know what he did as a kid. He's just evil. I feel like Jason, you can get a character, like kind of out of him. What if we, what if we did follow the mom, but it's like, through her point of view, through the, like the first one, because like she's schizophrenic in the first one. She talks, she thinks she's talking to Jason. Yeah. I don't know. That's D something. Maybe because, well, we can do with like, we can get a celebrity there. To play the mom. Yeah. Because for like. If you think from a producer's lens, you gotta sell the movie. If you get a bunch of unknowns, but then don't have Jason and just slap Friday the 13th on it, that's not gonna do a lot in terms of box office. But also, we shouldn't have it be like the Michael Bay ones. <laughs> Where it's like just a high octane, like hypersexualized, you know? Yeah. Like, we gotta keep it somewhat. Somewhat on the, the, the more, like, not sexy side, <laughs> basically. I think we should have it be a little more classy. However classy you can get for a Friday the 13th movie. 20s? 
What was that? The 20th right of the 13th. <laughs> Whoa, crazy, dude. Now, also, fast Jason or slow Jason? I like... So, what, are we following the mom then? Oh, yeah. I don't know. Are so, okay, I think mom? we might need to nail that down. It's like, what do we do with the... The, the, the villain. Who's the villain? I think is a good place to start. Because I think maybe a cool idea is that it is the mom again. Because she's only in one movie. Sure, yeah, she's okay. in like flashbacks. But like, I don't know if we could sell a movie about Friday the 13th that isn't in the Voorhees family. Yeah, but also her uh, her uh, I guess she's kind of iconic too because of uh, how, how how awful her acting was in the first one. That was a celebrity though. She came in for like a little bit. Yeah. Okay. She was super famous and then she did that. Yeah. <laughs> I think I know we didn't bring up like casting, but like if we cast someone that this could be like a horror vehicle for like like how Florence Pugh that Midsummer was like a horror vehicle for her, you know, or like Tony Collette for Hereditary, which is from the same director, funnily enough. But like we could do like a like a. I'm thinking like. Jump in at any time because I'm kind of blanking because it's hard to do something creative with a series with twelve movies in it. <laughs> I mean, it's not. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> It's. I think we need. Well, it's hard when you have a twelve movie franchise, and then there's like, they basically do nothing in all the films. So there's like nothing to actually base anything off of, but like there is at the same time. Okay. Like it, it has no identity. It doesn't have. It. <laughs> that's that's the hard part, especially because they they genre bended in the second half of yeah, the of yeah. the saga. Because then it became like an action movie with the seventh one or a sci-fi movie with the tenth one or, or, or like a demonic horror movie in the ninth one and then it just became an action movie again in the eleventh one. Like, it, it's horror identity got skewed with action and I feel like we might need to bring it back to uh, horror. What the fuck is that? Who's entering the room? Oh my god, ominous music. Who the fuck is this? Yo, what's up? It's me, Kevin Feige. He Listen, I got this project going. I have, I have an idea, all right? Oh my gosh, Kevin Feige, holy shit. It's bald man Kevin Feige. Look at him, <laughs> he's bald. Yo, listen, I, I, I've made... I didn't leak anything, I swear. <laughs> I've been making movies for kids for decades, all right? Look, look at X-Men. That was a kid-friendly movie. Look at X-Men 2, even more kid-friendly. You know what I need? I Copious amounts of sex. <laughs> I need 30 minutes of gratuitous hardcore porn, alright? I've been making movies for kids for too long. I'm horny. My wife left me, alright? I need something sexy in my life. If this movie does not have 20 to 13 minutes of sex, you're both fired. Okay, goodbye. That's like half the movie, though. <laughs> so... Now that we're struggling to figure out a plot, now we have the task 
of implementing 20 to 30 minutes of gratuitous sex scenes into the movie. <laughs> so, so, we can keep our jobs and continue to do this going forward. We need to figure out a way to add it that doesn't seem weird. <laughs> so, do we just make it into a movie about the free sex movement? Oh, play into that theme more? Yeah, since we have the 30 minutes of sex. So, he said gratuitous, hardcore sex. I, I feel like he wants us to show... He basically wants us to make a porn. <laughs> is basically Wait, what he's does this do. count as people running around nude, though? I think it could. I think we could maybe skew if, it that way. What if Jason is nude? Oh, he never gets, like, a hot... Or he never... A big, burly, nude <laughs> man. We can make it into a parody of the franchise. Oh, make it a comedy? Yeah. Like like scary movie? I don't know if you want to go well, not, scary not like, movie route. No, just like a parody of the franchise as a whole. Just this one franchise. Oh, not this one in particular. Franchises. Okay. I like the idea because like Kevin Feige gave us zero, <laughs> zero good uh, in ways to implement this. I think, oh my god, this is actually turning... So what if it starts off as, like, you follow the mother, and it's like a regular slasher movie. Okay, you follow me. Then she dies maybe, like, a, a third through. Okay. Getting her head chopped off by the yeah. mother. Yeah, and then, and then you, the, the whole, then Jason comes back. You have the idea with Jason being like, oh, I've lost everything. But... He, because it's set in the 70s, early 80s, the, the, the AIDS movement, yeah, the, yeah. the, all of this political stuff is happening. All the sex political the stuff. The sex political stuff. I like, I like your idea actually quite a bit. So like maybe we just get scenes of randomly placed gratuitous sex because we have to. Just like randomly throughout the movie, right? But it plays more of a plot thread later in the series in the in the movie because maybe he has to leave the camp i'm so pitching i'm pitching we remake jason goes to manhattan where did we're gonna with this no, idea no yeah yeah we're gonna do it we're gonna do it we're gonna do it we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna, we're gonna reboot jason go takes manhattan we're gonna this time it's good. So the idea I have is Jason is like maybe comically anti-sex because of what happened in his life. And the first one was like that. How so? <laughs> well, like what I said, because the first one people are like, because people were people look at it like it's very anti-sex because yeah. everyone, everyone, well, even I think the first couple like. Everyone who even thinks about sex is the are the people who die. Right. So we play so into that. Even like playing into that. Well, that would be playing. So into oh my that god! Too, oh, oh my god! Jason Set himself it. Nineteen eighty. Nineteen eighty. AIDS movement is happening. All right. Because of what happened to him in his past. Because he goes to Manhattan to murder everyone that believes that. Like, sex was good. But he's like, no, that's what got me killed in the first place, you assholes. I'm going to murder you now.
so he just hates sex. Yeah. He hates yeah. sex. Yeah. He's yeah. literally a Christian. So yeah. okay. we yeah. have him. Like there's a scene where he's in a strip club and he's just fucking murdering people with the strobe lights going off. Yeah, because again, this is not high art. By this point, Kevin Feige is forced us into a corner. <laughs> well, I mean, it would be high art because we're doing, we're like critiquing that era. Like critiquing the people going on those movements or the people that hated those movements? Critiquing the people who hated them. That's, yeah. Because Jason is the one who's just fucking murdering people for like no reason. They just want to have sex, bro. Yeah, they want to, yeah, they're they're the free will versus the establishment. Holy shit. That's the theme (laughs) of the movie. It's free will versus the establishment squashing the free will. Because that was the 60s to the 80s. Yeah. Bro, that was just the time. So, I think we have Jason, right, get, I don't know how far I'm going to take this, shoot me down. What if he is, maybe we drop the mom plot, because I feel like we weren't going anywhere. (laughs) I don't don't think we were going anywhere. So, I'm thinking he was killed, but the, the, shoot me down, the government is like, they buy the property, maybe they're going to use it for like a testing whatever, because there was a bunch of testing facilities, or trying a bunch of different stuff at this time. They find this dead corpse, and one of their ideas is like an idea that they had from the 50s, of like immortality. So they're going to bring back Jason, and it works, right? And because everyone's an asshole, (laughs) they're like, you know what, we're going to let this guy loose in New York. And see what happens. So it's literally free will versus the establishment. So that theme gets pushed further of like conservative rulers run by the Reagan era, just like hating the fucking hippies. And then you have Jason being the embodiment of that, like literally, because they sent him versus the people of the liberal free will side. Is that weird? I feel like that got kind of nuts immediately. Well, it got very it got very into Jason X territory. That's very true. Yeah. But for the purpose of themes it works a lot better than him just coming back to life and wanting to murder people who have sex. That's cuz I think maybe maybe I'm weird to to stick to this theme, but like that fits so well with the 80s and the 70s. Yeah, it does. Right. And the movie originally is like anti-sex. So like well, we play... originally it doesn't even have fucking themes, but you know. yeah. So like, if there was one, it'd be that very basic one. Yeah. So we play into that and we evolve it. All right. So do we? How would you want Jason to take Manhattan? Basically, how would you want um, that well, to happen? In the Jason takes Manhattan, it's literally him just walking around, and that's it. I think so he actually think needs to like to take have... it. Like actually... in terms of like murdering a bunch of people. Like, like he goes to the mayor's office, or like, like he goes on a ferry to Staten Island. And then That's he, what he did in the movie. Yeah. But, on, but like, he actually murders yeah. everyone on the ferry. Yeah. Okay, but like, it's not the whole movie. <laughs> it's yeah, whole yeah, movie. that's it's not like, the whole movie. It's like, like two it wasn't scenes. That one. Yeah, yeah. Right. Like, I, I think he should be like a demonic serial killer. Now, why I hated. Texas Chainsaw Massacre 
the 2022 version was because it was so gratuitous and gory for no reason. So I don't want it to be just that. I'm pitching just that. Right? So what I think is we have, like, because Jason, unlikely original, it was never disturbing. So I feel like this could be the one character where we could get away with this. Of just slasher movie. Of just him murdering, like, 300 people. That's... that's <laughs> That's actually true, though. <laughs> and that's the only one I can actually see, just plowing through towns of people. Pe- yeah, yeah, just... Is Michael Myers is the guy that kills, like, two people. Yeah, and then he we'll just, just leave the old couple for no reason. Yeah. Or, like, Leatherface only murders people that come to him, right? You have, like, only, uh, like, Freddy Krueger only murders people in this one town, right? I think Jason is the only one that actively goes and like, hey, I'm going to murder you, right? So if we just put that on the biggest scale possible and we actually shoot in New York, oh my god, he goes to Times Square. No, that was in, that was in Jason Takes Manhattan. He just looks around. Yeah, but unlike where there's only like four people, <laughs> oh, I yeah, think yeah. What we if have just a bunch of ads for like sex too. All around him. Oh, so there's like there's like billboards for like contraceptions, but then there's also like Reagan political ads like touching on it. Shh, shh, it's so like at the same time, like it's in the background. We might not bring up Reagan, but like we might have a political ad in the background yeah. for it, right? Yeah. So Jason, maybe you know what? Maybe he just shows up in Manhattan. We see him at the camp, and he's just like fuck this, and he leaves. And he just shows up in Manhattan. He just shows up. And he's like, I'm gonna... He's... Oh my god, he's fucking red pill Into murdering the people that are a part of the free will movement. Or the free sex so, movement. Like, well, he'd have to go... What? Um, uh, park. What's the park in... Oh, Central Park? Central Park is full of a bunch of hippies. Because, you know, they hang out in parks. Yeah, for some... For some stereotype. Yeah, stereotype. Yeah. We just stereotype hippies, too. We can just... <laughs> <laughs> he goes there and murders hippies because free will, bro. It's free, free will, man. Okay, okay, okay. I am liking that because way back when the Friday the 13th game came out, I had an idea, to be fair, a 12 year old idea of like a trilogy that would end with Jason Takes Manhattan because I love the idea of Jason not. I don't know why, because that's where all of his movies are set, basically, is yeah. in a camp. And it makes sense, because like you said, it's like the the, the scary campfire story yeah. guy. But I always love the idea of him just leaving and then <laughs> murdering everyone. But he doesn't in that movie. He, he doesn't, yeah. So, also, we're not going to have the fucking stupid thing where the sewage floods with Sid every turns into a kid. Yeah, <laughs> yeah like, that's fucking dumb. But even though that is realistic, because it's New York sewage. It's not acid, though. Or, but do, and it doesn't drain it. Can we have the? Like, can come we, on. Can we have like the dude like at least like get in a karate fight with Jason and then just fucking lose? Yeah. Oh, like the original. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. On the All right, rooftop, so, he's just like, <laughs> are we gonna recreate? Are we literally just recreating Jason Takes Manhattan? But, but actually, political? yeah, but political. Yeah. <laughs> so it's. No, because... I'm getting purge vibes from this. Is that weird to say? Like, I'm getting purge yeah, vibes? Yeah, no, no, no. It's a guy in a mask in a heavily populated area murdering people in a political environment. I'm 
Yeah. Like, that's oh. the purge, but in the 80s and with just one guy <laughs> well, like, <laughs> instead of everyone. If, if you want to keep the gratuitous thing, I think we should, like, not have main characters like Jason Takes Manhattan did. Because, like, sure. what Jason Takes Manhattan did is it tried to have a central cast. And it tried I don't to think follow we can Jason have at the same time. I think it's it just, just follow Jason. Yeah, I think he shouldn't be like the boogeyman. He should just be like, like what's a popular like, like, like the Joker, but less interesting. <laughs> he's no fuck. That's a bad example. He's, he's li- like he's like Javier Bardem in No Country for Old Men. Maybe I misunderstand this character, but he randomly fucking murders people. Like, he chases Josh Brolin's cop for zero reason. He travels across Texas to just shoot a fucking air gun into the guy. Like, he just murders people for zero reason. So what if we just have him be like that? A menacing force that just murders for no rhyme or reason. So the old couple, the kid, all bets are off. Because this guy's just insane. He kills kids now? Yeah. Okay. (laughs) All right. I, I think we're onto something good here. I think so too. So what do you think? I think we've got the, the 30, 20 to 30 minutes of gratuitous sex scenes down. Because, yeah, we get to a strip club and he murders a bunch of people there. There's like nude hippies in a park. Maybe like, like just a nude park. Yeah. 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 So like. Is that, that is a free will place. That Yeah, park. it is. Maybe that's where it ends, is at, at a nude park. Like, that's the embodiment of free will does he, at a nude park. So does he murder everyone in the movie ends? Like, how how does the movie end? Because we've set up, okay, Jason yeah. takes Manhattan. How exactly again. would we establish that he takes, that he took Manhattan? Does, without it being fucking insanely stupid, <laughs> also. <laughs> like, like, how does a guy like Jason take Manhattan? Does he, like, murder the mayor? Like, does he just brute force his way to the mayor's office and completely obliterate him? (laughs) Yeah, that's how I was kind of thinking it would end. Was he just... But, like, why... But, like, that's, like, the establishment, though. If he is the embodiment of the establishment, then would the ending make more sense that, like, thematically, he squashes the people who believe in free will and, like, free thinking. And the movie ends on, like, a dour note of, like, the political situation where, like, the liberals who got, like, fucking silenced or whatever the fuck. Like, like do we have a... Well, is that's, it, like, that is what happened, though. Yeah, so, like, time, I'm saying, like, do so. we just end it in a sad place of, like, the people of free will get squashed and the establishment runs all. It's like an anti-America statement of the time. Because, yeah, I, I don't think it works thematically. Because all of a sudden he murders the establishment because he, he doesn't really talk. No. I think we see throughout the movie the establishment... Like, maybe there's, like, a protest, like a riot, right, that happens... In like downtown New York City, and we have like the police and the like the rioters, and we see Jason like come up with the police and then go straight into the rioters and murder only them. 
It's like we might not ever say it, and he might not ever associate with police for the rest of the movie. But we just see him walk past the police and then murder the rioters. Like you see all the, the dudes with the shields and then he Yeah, just he just walks, walks right past them, like in between them, and just starts slashing the hell out of them. Yeah. Yeah. I think we might need yeah, that as a scene. Yeah. So like yeah, high art might be thrown out the window. This feels like a horror action movie. Well, I mean it I mean not not like I mean it does have like high art themes, but because it's Jason a lot of <laughs> a lot of movies in the '90s for sure. I think tackled the Reagan era. So yeah, but this wasn't made in the '90s. This no. is made now. Yeah. And so then we're critiquing something. So like, would I feel like this would piss off a bunch of people though? So what? <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Yeah, that's that's a that's a fair point. Because like, I feel like it might piss off people on the left that are dumb and don't understand it, and then. People on the right that do understand it get pissed because it's against them. Yeah. So we're just pissing off everyone. <laughs> and, and critics will be like, no. It's not higher art. Yeah, <laughs> I don't think this is getting a six or seven on Letterboxd anymore. No, it doesn't matter at this <laughs> That's point. That's true. We have to have the 30 minutes of gratuitous sex in this where it's gotten us. <laughs> God damn it, Kevin Feige. <laughs> all right, all right. Who's going to direct this? Who's going to compose this movie? So, I didn't. I didn't think of anyone, but now that we're here, I imagine this almost as like John Wick with Jason. I see lawn takes of him just mowing through people. Like he's going through crowds and murdering. That's people. what I see. Like when he steps out in front of the police, it just pans out, and he's just slashing people. Yeah, maybe left and right. He's just murdering. Yeah. I, I, that's how I see it too is just long so day. I don't think we can get Chad's to hell's gate he's too busy so yeah. like what is like a good director that emulates lawn take action that could also do political stuff well my first initial thought was like Luca Guadagnino because he is tackling bones and all which is set in the Reagan era but also I feel like he makes better than movies than what we're pitching right now because he's doing like a Lord of the Flies out of He's remaking Scarface for God's sake, right? So I feel like, like, like a B tier Luca Guadagnino, <laughs> or do we get an unknown for this project? So just give him like a forty million dollar budget for this movie. Also, what is the budget? Is this like higher budget horror or really low budget action? Jason takes Manhattan didn't have that high of a budget, and all of it was set on a boat. <laughs> Yeah, we'll have much. the money because the entire movie is set in Manhattan, and they don't have like a lot of like film tax stuff, like 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 an Atlanta does. What what if what if there's a scene like Birdman where people in Times Square are taking pictures of him? Oh, oh wait, maybe. they don't have phones. No, it's well, no, Reagan never mind. <laughs> it's the, yeah, it's the eighties. It's the eighties. Eighty. Seventy nine. Eighty. Yeah, it's the eighties. So, alright, I'm liking the idea, right? Jason is the thematic embodiment of the establishment as he just, for some reason, <laughs> leaves Camp Crystal Lake, travels to Manhattan, and throughout the course of the movie, through... Maybe 
Camp Crystal closes, and he's sad. <laughs> no, he can't murder anyone he can't anymore. Murder anyone anymore. <laughs> he can't murder the. Oh no no no! Hippies. Oh my god! So there will be like a flashback where, like, comedically, like all the times he's murdered people. Maybe this could be like a spiritual sequel to like the original movies. Yeah. yeah in a way, yeah. so like he m- murdered so many people at Crystal Lake that they shut it down permanently, and then he just like squats there and he's like I'm bored I'm leaving so he just travels to uh, Manhattan and basically he murders a bunch of free spirited liberal types as he murders a bunch of people at a a rioting at a strip club at Times Square Central Park and a nude park will be the final destination of sorts in the movie where we see that thematically the establishment destroyed the free will people the free free thinking movement yeah as the 80s set in with the rise of aids and the uh heroin and cocaine epidemics that started this time walk past people that do heroin and crack maybe well, that's, like, mid-80s. That doesn't happen until Reagan is yeah. in office. So I think if we did a sequel, that's where we would set it. It's a couple years later. But well, I mean, why can't we just set it then? Because if, if it's, like... I like the idea of, like, early 80s when Reagan is, like, sl- like influencing people oh, before yeah. he gets into office. But, like, he's a slam dunk to get in because of the time period. But yeah. the only well, state that doesn't is Minnesota, because Chad. <laughs> he, he also was like, I mean, I'm gonna get political. He was also the Trump of the time, because yeah, he was. He was the guy that said, power. "Make America Great Again." No, oh, he was the first one. Yeah, Trump that. just stole it. <laughs> hmm. I'm starting to think you're right. No, <laughs> crazy. Yeah. So, I like where this is heading. Not, I feel like this is more like an action movie than anything else. Well, we're just using Jason. But we're also taking themes of the original Friday the 13th. Kind of. <laughs> and kind just, like, of, yeah. making it a little bit different. I'm, I love that I had that epiphany. That you had that epiphany, and I just took it farther. Mm-hmm. Well, I... Yeah, I I just did research. And I'm like, well, I don't... I mean, I, I don't really know what to do with it, but I'll just say it's there. And then we're just like, fuck, let's do this instead. Because I thought it was, like, I was like, maybe I could have a gay couple or something. Oh. Because, like, that was, because, like, this did help. And it also helps with women's rights, too, you know. Friday the 13th. Well, not Friday the 13th, but, you know, the the movements that were going on at the time. Oh, sure, yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure it was just called, yeah, free thinking. But, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So, I think... You know, this is going really well. Oh, oh god damn it. Kevin Feige, what are you doing here? We're done. What do you want from us? What do you want? Oh, alright. So listen, I like your idea. I like it a lot. Alright? Alright? I don't care anymore. Alright? I got I got a brand new brand deal. Alright? A brand new brand deal. Alright? This is going to make us billions, I'm telling you. Drop this. 
drop it. We'll make it, all right? But I want you to do something new. I want you to do something that you weren't preparing for, all right? I want you to work with me and Toho to work on a Godzilla reboot, all right? Fuck off, make one. What the fuck? So, what the fuck just happened? Kevin? Kevin, can you come back? I won't play the music this time. Listen, Toho and I, we, we came to an agreement, all right? They want toys. I want toys. I want money. <laughs> so, people buy toys? People do buy toys. Shut up. Now, listen. I think this Friday the 13th reboot is going to be so horny. I'm so ready. I'm so fucking excited. But listen, listen, listen. I am producing a new Godzilla movie, all right? And I need you to make this Godzilla movie to sell me toys, all right? But here's the thing. I need one thing from you. One thing. As many monsters as possible. I want 30, 40 monsters. I want toys to sell out nation internationally. I want everyone. I want everything made into a toy. Even the main character. If it's like a Japanese, Chinese, Asian bitch. It doesn't matter. Anyway, I need toys. If you can have 30 to 40 monsters in this movie... I will be very satiated. Okay, bye. I immediately thought of... Um, what if they weaponize... What if the government captures Godzilla and makes him into a giant tank or something? A tank? They like weaponize, Godzilla? They weaponize the monster so, okay, okay, in okay, Jurassic okay. World. Alright, pause here. Exit. No, 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 no. You can keep oh, going. Okay. I'm saying pause here. Fantasy moment. I came up with this when I was at work. Like, what if Kevin Feige came in just said, Friday the 13th, good idea. But now, I want you to work on Godzilla because money. And so he, like, burst through the door. It's like, make a Godzilla reboot where I can make as much money off of toys as possible. And then he just fucks off. So the surprise that I teased a little bit earlier was that we're doing two reboots. And I gave you no head, no time to think about it. I have plenty. Well, as... Immediately when he said we gotta make toys, I immediately thought of like, like, what toys did in the early two thousands when they were actually like selling things. Like, they would like have like gadgets and shit on Ninja Turtles, like weird rocket shit. Oh sure, yeah. Or like the eighties had a bunch of this too. Yeah. So my, the reason why is because I was thinking of like instead of not doing one of the reboots that we had planned earlier, I thought well we could just do two now. So, um, why I did this was because I think Godzilla has lost a lot of its roots. Yeah. Because the original Godzilla, and, like, only that one, maybe there's a couple of examples that I could start getting into. There's, like, four that actually stick with the theme of what it's trying to be, which is, like, an anti-nuclear war pro-environmentalism movie set in the backdrop of... A kaiju movie, right? And I want like something with like pro environmentalism back in, but then my Kevin Feige bursts in through the door to make everything hard. Idea was toys. He wants a, as many fucking toys as possible. So the challenge is, we don't have to keep what I'm pitching of like a back to roots Godzilla movie with like themes. 
because here he is giving us the task of somehow implementing 30 to 40 monsters into a movie. So, like, what, like, setting Kevin Feige's idea aside, what would you want in a Back to Basics reboot of Godzilla? Or maybe it doesn't have to be Back to Basics. Like, what would you do as a pitch for Godzilla? What would I do? Yeah. I kind of want, like, there's the the scene that I remember from a meme only, pretty much, was, you know, Godzilla then versus Godzilla now, was when the mom is holding her kids in her arms, and she's like, we'll see daddy soon. Yeah. As the town's getting ripped to shreds. That's what I want to, if I were to make a Godzilla movie, it would be following the people as the town's getting fucking obliterated by this. Okay. Like, have the, like, do what the original Godzilla did, pretty much. That's basically yeah. the original See, thing. that's what so, I kind yeah. of, like, I have a very similar, but, like, modernize it. Yeah. Because it's not just nuclear threats anymore that we gotta worry about. Like, making Godzilla modern thematically, of, like, the anti-this sort of thing. So, I think we should just start with that, and then somehow implement the a massive amount of monsters later. So I think a good starting point is like I think we have to pick up the pro-environmentalism message a bunch because we are running out of like trees. We're running out of water. Drinkable water. We're running out of like basic necessity. And we can tackle like pollution and food waste. Right? Maybe Godzilla isn't pretty in this one, right? Godzilla is the embodiment of, like, humanity's last hope to do better. And the villain, I think inspiredly, is Hedora, which is a giant smog monster from the 1973 film. He's literally a giant gray sludge that is supposed to embody pollution of Japan at the time. I think we update Hedora as pollution, but in a different kind of way. So Hedora maybe is like a trash monster in this one. So he's got a bunch of like plastics and leftover foods and he like sucks up like water. Right? He's he, he's built on water as sort of like a nod to the fact that we're running out of drinkable water and it's all going to pollution and stuff. And I think Godzilla would represent humanity's last hope in trying to do better. Sort of. So that's what I would want in a Godzilla movie. I don't know if you like that idea or not. Because it's not focused on the people yeah. much. Although we would have to have people in it. To be fair. Because you can't just have monsters running well, around. Yeah, because like... I think the... Oh, you, you'd have to show the impact it has on the people. Because, like, people aren't going to, like, go, like, oh, pollution's bad because two monsters fight at the end. Yeah. I think you have to go, like, hey, these people fucking died because pollution yeah, we, yeah, we have to do what the original did. Yeah. Right? Like, people died from nuclear power, right? And so, when people... Yeah, like, when that woman's like, we'll see daddy soon. I just assume the dad was, like, a veteran. In World War Two, they got fucking bombed or something. 
So, like, we could have that here, too, where, like, we have starving people on the streets as the two monsters are battling, right? One's made entirely of food and plastics that were thrown out, while you have the homeless that can barely eat anything, right? Just, like, watching on in, like, a weird sense of, like, irony, maybe. I think one thing that Hidaki Anno did really well from what I've seen of Shin Godzilla is it tackled both the people on the ground, but also, like, the politics of it. Because to shoot one missile at Godzilla, they have to constantly plan with a bunch of people because they're like, shoot the missile, shoot the missile. We can't, there's one guy in the street. So they can't shoot the missile. But then Godzilla proceeds to murder thousands of people. So I think we could do something like that. Like, we can implement that somehow, because I think that's just funny, but also, like, dark and ironic at the same time. Is, yeah. uh, like, what, what do you think about all of my, my random pitches? Because we still have yet to include the 30 to 40 monsters to throw in somehow. About the toys. <laughs> yeah, about the, the fact that this has to sell toys. <sighs> I mean, high art doesn't sell toys. That's the sad part. But also, like, we could make a Superman movie that's high art, but that would sell toys because it's a superhero movie. Right? So I feel like we could try to do this with Godzilla. It's just going to take some effort and big brain power. We'd have to have a g gimmick. A gimmick? Like, what if... Yeah, there would have to be a gimmick in the movie that would get them to sell toys. So like, like, what are you thinking? Godzilla gets like a rocket backpack or like gadgets and shit, and you have to okay. buy the gadgets separately for the big Godzilla. Oh, okay. That's like what? Like he wants like monsters though, like thirty to forty monsters. Fuck yeah. We do what the Roland Emmerich one did and just make mini Godzillas. <laughs> I think it'd make more sense if like the Hedora like multiplied. Like, representing the mass amounts of it. Like, he starts, like, duplicating himself. And to other small trash monsters? Yeah, but they'd be, like, different shapes or whatever to sell your toys, you know. What if... What if he could just be, like, a giant sludge that you can just mold in different shapes? Or, like, a Play-Doh? Like well, they... Maybe. I'm just curious what Kevin thought. Like, what he means by 30 to 40... Mo like, he was pretty explicit. 30 to 40 monsters. But that's a lot. That's like too much. <laughs> that's like more than like the f than Final Wars. Which was like the last Godzilla movie before the 2014 one came out. Right? That one had like 30 tops. Here he's like, maybe add 10 more than that. Which is why I'm thinking Hidora maybe duplicates. So you have like a, some in a bunch of different shapes. So, you, so we can get the people involved. And then we can get, like, oh, oh, my God. So Hedorah has five stages. Right. Like Godzilla and Shin. Yeah. So, like, at first he just is a blob. Then at one point he's flying. Then at one point he's, like, a weird, like, creature. Like, he keeps evolving. So I think we do that. But each time he evolves, he spawns a different type of, like, Hedorah. So, like, one, it's, like, a bunch of flying Hedorahs. 
right? So we can get a bunch of different flying toys for Kevin, you know, and like a different way for Godzilla to murder it. You know, like you have the, the rocket laser backpack or yeah, whatever. Yeah, rocket laser backpack. Yeah, or, and you have like one where like it's a bunch, like it, it, it roams the sea, right? So Godzilla has to have like a thing underwater to shoot it at sea. Right, I think underwater torpedo that shoots that Yeah, even though Godzilla could just shoot his laser, <laughs> like apparently we're just like, ignoring that. Or like, there's little, there's little minion goop monsters that like the and the 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 soldiers have like these futuristic guns, so then we can sell those guns to the kids mm. too. A nerf tie-in. Yeah, yeah a nerf tie-in. <laughs> See, this feels a little sad, but I think the idea of like. It's tackling pro-environmentalism, anti-capitalist-cause like, pollution and shit. And just like the way of like how everything is set up for the middle and lower classes to suffer. right? I think at the end of the movie, Godzilla has to like murder those people. Even if it's like by accident, like maybe Hedorah, like finally, like thematically, it finally reaches the people at the top. Because it will eventually, just yeah. by how much they screw over the people at the bottom. And then Godzilla, after Hidora murders all of them, Godzilla blows that creature to hell. And the people at the bottom, like, live. Some of them. Anyway, because there's a bunch that are probably going to get murdered. This sounds kind of sh- weird. I was about to say shitty, but, like, I kind <laughs> of like the theme a little bit. It's so, like, what are you thinking? I'm just thinking about the toys. Because, <laughs> like, I just want the toys, man. <laughs> <laughs> you want Kevin's toys. <laughs> I want Kevin's toys. Just think about, like, a, like a giant Tokyo playset or something. Split into four parts, so we force them to buy the four parts. You really are thinking like a producer. <laughs> yeah. Because, like, each to... one comes with, like, a special big... Like, the stages... Like of Hedorah? Yes. Yeah. And then each one comes with a stage of Ghidorah. Hedorah. Or the four. The four. And then if you connect up all four pieces, it makes the big one. Okay. Yeah. And it's also Hedorah, by Hedora, the way? Hedorah, yeah. Hedorah. And you also have to have the um, the main big Godzilla that, that, that sells with it from the town of Destructible, but it can easily come back together. <laughs> for all the people with OCD. <laughs> for all the people with, yeah, like perfectly comes together. But it is a playset. It's not like a vehicle. Oh, yeah. each one, we have to give him the gimmick. Yeah. So one, he gets the backpack, and one, he gets, like... Underwater torpedo. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I kind of like where we're going with this. I think Kevin would be very proud. Of <laughs> us and producing toys for him. I think Kevin would be very proud. Yes. But like, what do you think of, the, like, the story? Like, like toys and, jo- like, jokes aside, like, what are you thinking of, like, the story? Like, the reboot of Godzilla. I'm not a fan of Godzilla. Like I am. <laughs> like, I think he's cool. I, I'm an American when it comes to Godzilla. I just think he's cool. Sure. Like, I th- we didn't even think about, like, what like what the audiences would want to see. The audiences would I just want to see giant monster, <laughs> giant monster action. Which is fair, but, like, I want to do, like, both. Because I think the best of Godzilla is when it has a meaning, like a purpose to it. 
but the ones that sell the most have nothing to do with that. So, maybe we have to combine both to try and make the best one? Just all toys. Yeah. This feels like a very 90s movie. Yeah. This feels very 90s. Maybe we could play up that style, too, with, like, the soundtracks and stuff. But Make a better 90s Godzilla movie. There were some bangers, but whatever. Oh, I'm so talking about... Wait, was that one 2000? Oh, 1998's Godzilla. No, yeah. that was there. <laughs> yeah, that's what I thought. Roll. I was specifically talking about Roland Emmerich. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, okay. Who do we want to direct this? Who do we want to compose this? And do we need a cast of, like, the people that are trying to, like, use Godzilla to try and, like... Well, I would want a Japanese cast, and I'm not in that... Japanese movie circle. Like, I don't oh, so you think actors. this shouldn't be an American movie? Yeah, I don't. I don't think it should be. And how are they getting the toys over here? <laughs> well, like Kevin made a yeah, deal, made with a Toho. deal with Toho. Remember? Oh yeah, yeah. to get a bunch of yeah. Damn, Americans make Japanese movies now. <laughs> I guess. Well, like Toho makes the movie, but Americans help Toho. Because they, no, like, we're here, like, yeah, because they, we want to, like, toys. We want to make sure there's toys. But the Japanese people are like, no, we need Godzilla movies. Okay. Okay. (laughs) So, I think, I think we are at a good, I think we did a pretty weird job with Friday the 13th. I didn't expect us to do Jason Takes Manhattan. Again. Again. But, I think Godzilla, I'm a little less proud of, to be honest, because of Kevin's goddamn decision for toys. But I do like that it is just one villain spawning a bunch of sludge monsters. Yeah. But I do want it to be somewhat colorful because kids need colorful toys. (laughs) Because it is statistically proven that color draws them in more. (laughs) So. Well, it's Japan too, so like neon light. So, uh, I think we did a decent job. I think for a director, I I assume this was an American movie. Like, Toho lended it out like Warner Brothers. But maybe... Well, if it's just set in Japan, like Pacific Rim. Oh, maybe. Hong Kong. Maybe, maybe. I I like that idea. So, alright. Who would be like a badass composer for this movie? Who would make a god tier Godzilla Hans Zimmer. <laughs> Just get get him to do it. I think Ludwig Göransson. Oh, that would be a killer choice. I think we need like Ludwig Göransson is a pretty basic but amazing choice to be fair. What if we did like oh, I'm trying to think. Here, for a director I'm thinking of, could we just get, like, is it weird to actually say, like, Michael Bay for this? Like, I think it is. Like, why am I thinking, like, 90s action movie equal Michael Bay? (laughs) Like, I don't know why. 90s action. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. John Woo. You know who that is? He did Face Off. 
with John Travolta and Nicolas Cage. Imagine giving him an insane budget for a Godzilla movie. And just saying, go nuts. Because he's not writing it. We wrote it. (laughs) We wrote it. He's not touching the script. So I'm thinking that could be an interesting idea, I think. John Woo. What do you think? Do you like that choice? Oh, he also did the second Mission Impossible. Well, I'm not a big fan of Mission Impossible, so... (laughs) Um, I need to Just scared. Oh, <laughs> yeah, Michael sons. Bay with The Rock and the Bad Boys in the 90s. I, I'm just looking at 90s action movies and seeing if I'm seeing, like, reoccurring directors. Sure. You know, I would... I, I do like my pick for John Woo. I think that'd be an interesting choice. But, I mean... Well, that's why I didn't like Universal Soldier. It's directed by Roland Emmerich. Actually? Holy shit. We're not letting him touch this again. <laughs> no. Imagine we gave him a second shot at Godzilla. Oh, that'd be funny. No. Um, I want John Travolta to star in this. Why? <laughs> no. Or or we can have we can have Steven Seagal. We're not doing no. Oh my god! 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 Who did? It was a '90s action movie that got nominated for Best Picture. It was The Fugitive. Who directed The Fugitive? The Fugitive. Andrew. A perfect murder. Under, oh yeah, he just did a perfect uh, under siege. Hit or miss, but I think he can do action well. I think him or John Woo. I think John Woo would be able to do like the spectacle more. But if we wanted like an interesting, like here is an off the wall choice. I don't know if this is going to make any sense to you, but what about Noah Baumbach? You know who that is? Let me spell his last name. Oh, I got it. Yeah, he did Marriage Story and, like, a bunch of, like, family dramas, but then sticking, like, a sore thumb, it was white noise. So, like, I feel like this could be an interesting leveling up for his career. Because guess what his writing credits are? Right, look at the writing credits. Do you see something? <laughs> are you talking about he's Kino? He's Kino. What if... Yeah. Oh, yeah, he helped write Barbie. Bro. What, what do you think of any of my choices right now? John Woo, Andrew Davis... Noah Baumbach. Want to throw in anyone? You like any of my options? Just looking at Redbox and looking at people. Whoops. Any thoughts? 
No, because... He did King Kong. <laughs> I am back <laughs> to do Godzilla. I mean, I don't know if he'd be able to tackle the themes well. Although he did stuff like the lovely bones of heavenly creatures. Did he do heavenly creatures? Well, uh, I don't know if he did. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, I can think of like directors who can do stupid fucking action, but I can't think of anyone that would be able to actually tackle themes. They just focus on the stupid action. Which is why I I feel like maybe we want to level up someone that does themes well to do action. Like a Noah Baumbach, for example. Or a John Woo that does action well. Yeah. I don't know. Those are my picks. I think those are interesting. John Carpenter. <laughs> Resurrect his career to Godzilla. I mean, he did, he did do Escape from New York. Escape from L.A. The squeakle. <laughs> and he was going to do Escape from Earth. Yeah. So I guess he can do that. I don't know if I do John Carpenter. That's kind of a random pick. <laughs> I know. You could do, uh... You're just staring at the drive car. <laughs> Nicholas Winding Refn. That would be an awful pick. <laughs> that would be a terrible pick. Are you thinking what I'm thinking? No, I'm not. <laughs> it's awful. Oh, fuck. Oh, my God. Dude, what if you got Bryce Dallas Howard? I mean, she hasn't done that much movies. I think she's only done, like... Because I stared at Star Wars, and I thought, not J.J., and certainly not Ryan. I thought about The Mandalorian, and who directs The Mandalorian. See, she hasn't. She hasn't done much. Yeah, I. I don't even think she's directed a movie. What? <laughs> she's just helped direct that, shows. And see, stuff. I think we need to give her a big budget. Say, go nuts. But she's doing a remake of the Flight of the Navigator. Interesting. Interesting. I trust her enough with her work on Mando. Like, that was the only reason why I brought up that pick. Because I could have said John Favreau, which is gross. <laughs> like, what if we gave Bryce Dallas Howard 150 to $200 million? Make a Godzilla movie. That is supposed to promote toys. Or if you just get both of the Howards. I'm not putting Ron Howard next to this project. I'm not doing that. Oh, look at that ass rough. <laughs> That's rough. <clears throat> or just Michael Bay. Let's just go with Michael I'm Bay. not going with Michael. That was a joke. <laughs> we could just do Roland Emmerich. We're not doing Roland Emmerich. I think Noah Baumbach, John Woo, or Bryce Dallas Howard. All three. That's not possible, you know? You know what? I think if Kevin picked from one of those three options, we'd be in good hands. Kevin would pick Bryce Dallas Howard because she's had ties well, there you go. That's your answer. Bryce Dallas Howard directs. I don't know. John Woo has a cool name. John, Bryce Dallas Howard directs a Godzilla film that tackles both themes of environmentalism as well as a 
fuckboat of action with a score done by Howard Shore. Interesting pick. <laughs> Interesting pick. Um, okay, with well, a like, score done by Howard Shore. Something beautiful but epic at the same time. Oh, I, I get what you're saying, yeah. Uh, tackling the themes uh, that I just mentioned, as well as like an anti-corporate status or anti-establishment status as Hedora represents pollution, food waste, water waste, and just all of the human wastes that we've done all in one as it spawns and evolves throughout the movie, creating a bunch of toys for Lord Kevin as we... We don't really have a main protagonist as Godzilla sets yeah. off on a quest to defeat all of the different versions of Hedorah as the people of Earth have to struggle with the aftermaths involved. I think there has been worse pitches, to be fair. I just want him to freaking not use laser breath and just shoot rockets off back instead for some reason yeah even though he can do both he doesn't unlock it until he has the full mech suit but why does he need the mech suit <laughs> because it all combines and then they, <laughs> and then they like go into his mouth to create the laser that's thing. such a weak Godzilla <laughs> um no he's the most powerful no no every time he tries to use it he gets like hit so like until it's like, like a mask so it's like the original face. It's like the 2014 one, where he does it once to murder the Muto. Right? We save it for the end. Because the the people kept forcing giant machines onto him, and then at the end of the movie, no machine can defeat it. Only he can, as himself. (laughs) It just goes absolutely nuts. I think this is a fun romp that might be considered like a six out of ten. <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe like one a of the s- better ones. one of the one of the better ones. Yeah. So, what do you think? Are you proud of either of the two reboots that we've done? Very proud of Friday the Thirteenth, and mm-hmm. I look forward to buying those toys for <laughs> Godzilla. Oh, what do we call the two movies? Well, we could call Godzilla Godzilla again. Godzilla again. Godzilla versus the Goop Monster. <laughs> but we can't do Godzilla versus Hedora because that's what the movie where he Hedora first appeared was called. Godzilla versus the establishment. <laughs> Godzilla versus capitalism. Godzilla versus nuclear war. <laughs> oh my god. I think Godzilla again is fucking dumb and oh my god. This should have a, a purely comedic tone that also sprinkles in like themes. So like 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 the vein of like a Phil Lord and Chris Miller movie with a massive budget in a Godzilla Phil romp. Lord and Chris Miller. We could just do that. <laughs> well, I like Bryce Dallas Howard as the cho- as a choice. We- pick from one of those, Kevin. Pick from either one of those. <laughs> nah, they Disney doesn't like Phil Lord and Chris Miller. Mm, yes. And plus you have a director who doesn't have that much work, which is very Disney. That's true. Or they just get Rob Marshall, who did Chicago, and was nominated for Best Director, to do 
shitty Disney movie for the rest of his life. <laughs> Hell yeah. So, I like where these two left off. Next week, we're tackling Texas Chainsaw Massacre as a reboot. We're to reboot Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I'd make it a crossover with We'll save it for later. WWE. What? Oh my god. Okay. So, I had a couple of random things in mind. I don't know if you want to end it now, and we can just not do it. But I have some random stuff that I had planned initially that we just. So, I had on this list for like since September that this would be the week that we randomly talked about real-life horror stories. Because, like, it's spookaloon. And it's horror-themed. And I sent you a screenshot of all the stuff planned. But there's, like, a lot of stuff on there. So I couldn't see how you missed it. But I wanted to sort of talk about, like, real-life horror stories. I don't know if you've got some. Or just like well, the events I, that are spooky. Today I was taking out the garbage and some dude walked up to me and was like, hey, you guys still hiring? That scared the shit out of me. Of course <laughs> he looks you. like a hobo, too. You're like, yes? <laughs> yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. I th- I, so, for me, the scariest real-life horror story, this just connects for some reason is the Slender Man story. Do you know that one? I feel yeah. like you've got to know that one. Yeah, I do. Yeah. I feel like the Slender Man movie should have just been that. Instead of just... No. The Slender Man movie that we got. No. no. Yeah, no. you're right. You're right. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No. No, it should not. Because, like, for me, that story is so disturbing. I think it is. Because, like, it's these two girls that couldn't like separate fiction from reality they must they definitely I think some of them were diagnosed with like severe mental problems so like they just got caught up in a weird fantasy and it just went to hell and like I find that story sad and also scary but the girl that they attacked didn't die she got stabbed like twenty something times and lived. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You're, this is the one where they they thought they they thought Slenderman was real, right? Yeah. Yeah. And they what they sacrificed their so called friend. Yeah. 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 To it. But then, the girl had, despite getting stabbed several times, had the willpower to walk on the trail. Until a guy on a bike found her, called 911, and saved her life. Like, the pure story of, like, the trial of the human spirit is, like, insane. Because like, that girl could have easily just given up. Because, like, imagine getting stabbed that many times. Like, how do you move from that? Like, how do you go about a situation like that? At, like, 12. Right? That's like the, yeah, that's like the Revenant story, too. It is kind like, of like that. Yeah, I don't remember the dude's real name, but yeah. Hugh Glass. Hugh Glass. Ch- that was Ch- 
just sheer willpower. That's what I wanted to do for the Friday the 13th thing with the power couple, is I wanted them to just have the sheer willpower and mental fortitude to just get through all that shit. Sure. Because I think that's kind of inspiring. Yeah, like, we went a different route. But I do yeah. like that idea. But, yeah, yeah that, 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 that does inspire me, though. That, that she kind of, like, still had that mentality to go forward. Even, even after. during that is, like, insane. Yeah. I, I don't... I mean, yeah, I think the girls are scary, but I'm just kind of, like, on by her right now, to be honest. Yeah. I don't know if I'd be able to do that, to be perfectly honest with you. Yeah. Because, like, I'm an adult, and that would be, like, crippling. Getting stabbed, like, 20-something times. Like, I, I'd be game over. Like, this girl's got more, like, sheer willpower than I probably do, which is insane. But, like, that is a scary story, you know? Yeah. To, like, to begin with. Like, what, what can you think of some that, like, a story you heard, doesn't even have to be real, but, like, a story you heard that, like, scared the shit out of you? That wasn't, like, a movie. <laughs> well, as a, as a kid, there was... Um, one from watching, you know, like the creepy pastas and shit. That's the same as Slenderman. But um, I used to watch, you know, Scott is Minecraft. I know oh. I'm gonna go into Minecraft territory, but he did a, a creepy pasta mod, and every creepy pasta monster he tell a story about it. And there was this one. He was like, he was kind of like hobo looking, you know. Like, and he had, like, a hood or whatever. And, like, a, it, it did scare me as a kid. Because at the old house, my window was right next to the bed. And, like, there were bushes out there, kind of, by the by the fence. It was tall grass, because we didn't have a weed cutter at the time. Okay. And it was a fence. Mm-hmm. Uh, but um, the story was, like, about, like, how this dude looked out the window. And he saw this hobo-looking guy. And he, like... And then he went back to bed, thought it was nothing, and he woke up, and, like, all of his organs, his chest was open, and all of his organs were gone. Holy shit. So, like, I was scared that I'd see that dude out the window, and it opened with all my organs gone. That would be fucking disturbing. <laughs> like, but, yeah. That scares me, like, now. Like, I don't, I don't know what you mean when you were a kid. <laughs> like, I still have yeah. that, like, I mentioned last week. That I have a fear of clowns doing that exact same thing. Yeah. Looking out the window, just <laughs> seeing them. Like, fuck that. <laughs> like, yeah, I mentioned clowns, but like, it could be anyone. Like, it could be, like, yeah, just someone just staring through your window. Like, actively looking. Just like, no. Uh-uh. <laughs> no. Uh-uh. There was something that happened at my house. So, I was about to take my dog for a walk. I was the only one. At my house during at that time and the garage door was closed right it was like the summer as we're about to leave the garage door opens I don't have a key the key was in a bucket on a shelf right I'm nowhere near a key and then you see right so Willie's like oh shit someone's home and I'm like Oh fuck, is someone here? Oh my god. So like 
I'm scared to shit that someone just opened my garage door and is going to murder me. Yeah, like there's a dude with a chainsaw. Yeah, or something, right? There was no one there. So, it, and that's never happened since. Just one time, my garage door got finicky and opened by itself. Or me, I, maybe someone just, maybe one of your parents just drove by and accidentally put some fucking Well, they, were, they work in the cities, like an hour away. So, like, your sister was home. She was just playing a prank on you. She paused just a prank, bro. She said, No. Where was she? I was home alone. I would have had to been at school, too. I'm not sure why I was alone. All I know is that I was. Which is random. <laughs> Either way, I think that that's a, a spooky thing for me. There was a there was another one. It was more paranoia, but my other, this old, the old house before I'm at now. Um, so I was sitting in my room. I don't remember what I was doing, but my sister looked out the window, right? She's, her room was across from mine. I, she's like, Hunter, come here, look, or whatever. And I, I went out and I looked out of her window and I saw this white van. And there were these two guys that were walking towards our house. So, a gut instinct was, Savannah, we need to get to the basement. We need to lock the door. Okay. So, we went, we heard the knock, but we managed to get downstairs first. We got our older sister. And then we just locked ourselves in the bathroom downstairs. As we thought someone was going to break into our house, right? <laughs> we swear we heard fucking footsteps. I swear I heard footsteps. We called 911. They came, well, one officer came, there was nothing, and it just ended up being uh, uh, Jehovah's Witness leaving in one of those things at the door. Oh. But, like, I'm terrified of home invasions. For sure. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's completely so, fair. Um, that was entirely my fault. I was, like, even when the officer was there, I was scared shitless. <laughs> like, I was actually shaking, because, like... That is one of my big fears is home invasions. Like, even just robbing. I don't want any of my stuff to be taken. Obviously, yeah. So. Imagine a guy came in and only wanted to take your Legos. <laughs> <laughs> like, imagine being so scared shitless, and then the guy just tells you, I want your Legos. <laughs> wasn't, that <laughs> that, wasn't that that one YouTuber or whatever? I don't remember his name, but he just wanted to steal the Legos. Like, he he made a, it was like a drama thing, but like, no, not really drama, but like, he came home after vacation, like, all of his Legos were gone. He was like a huge Lego collector. Oh, yeah! There was a, yeah, people that broke into his house and stole everything. Yeah. like He was like a big, like, Star Wars builder. He had like, giant battles and yeah. stuff set up. I remember seeing that, yeah. And then people had like a fundraiser and bought all of his Legos back. Yeah, which is kind of nuts. Like yeah. That. yeah. I'm like that. Don't see my Legos. Yeah, but like, imagine just that. I'd laugh, to be kind of honest with you. Like, I'd be scared shitless. A guy's got like a gun pointed at me, and then he just says, give me your Legos. I'd start like laughing and just be like, go ahead. I'm like, I'm like, go for it, I guess. <laughs> just like, okay. 
okay. It's like, that's what you want. Give me a lot I'm just like, okay, bro, whatever you want. Here's my luck, I was like, yeah. Speaking, speaking of that, um, there was a fucking, uh, I went to, I was in Cub Scouts at one point. Really? Remember, yeah, we were, we were on the camping, the big camping trip that happens once a year in the summer. And they decided to have a little joke, it was a zombie joke, right? Okay. All the kids were, we were just fucking kids, and these people had realistic makeup on. And they were walking around like zombies, and of course we were scared shitless. <laughs> Why would they think we weren't? <laughs> like, it wasn't funny. I think that's a kind of little... As the like, adult, I mean, that's as kind an of adult, funny. that's funny, but like, that's just as a not child. funny. <laughs> I mean, like, have you seen the video of the of the teacher puts on the, the, the screen mask and starts yelling at kids to punish them? I did have like, not seen that, no. Yeah, she got fired. I Obviously, but, like you do not. No, no, no. Don't, don't like do I get that. it if it's a joke, and it, as long as they're laughing, it's okay. But when they're screaming, then it's like <laughs> that's kind of traumatizing. A trauma. That was that was spooky. Imagine the adult that came up with that is so fucking shy. <laughs> he's like he's he's literally sigma. He just, oh my god, you breaking stuff. He's just like, yeah, we should scare these kids. They spent like an hour and just doing makeup. And then, wait, how did they get the time to do that? I don't know. Like, <laughs> I swear, it was the most fucking realistic makeup I've ever seen. Like, they even had metal shards and shit. Like, how did they have the time I for that? <laughs> oh, oh, higher, was it just a bunch of cosplayers? Or were they, like, getting ready for, like, maybe it was, like, is there like a haunt? Maybe it was around like October or something. And they were getting ready for like a haunted trail. Maybe. And they were just in their makeup, and it was around that time. And we just happened to walk into them, and we were scared shitless. Funny. <laughs> See, I would be more scared if I walked into a field, and then just saw that randomly, just like people walking around like zombies. I'm just like what the fuck? It was like yeah, it was like in the middle of a dirt road. And my cousin was like, no, zombies only exist in California. <laughs> what? Yeah, experiments in California, didn't you know? This is the same cousin who said that Avatar was real and was like a demonic thing. The movie, the, the M. Night Shyamalan movie, if you watch it, you can see invisible monsters. <laughs> this guy's insane. That's so funny. <laughs> There's red ghosts that can suck your blood. What? Red I ghosts. That one too. That. That's an interesting idea. <laughs> red ghosts that suck your blood. Ooh, spooky. Alright. What? Have you ever been on a haunted trail? Or like a haunted hayride? I have not. I'm too chicken. <laughs> That's not true. Wait. I went. Uh, yeah, I, I went to one. It's in the, the town where our school is at. Or where we basic, basically our hometown, I guess, if you want to call it that. Um, There's one there, I think, right? Yeah. Or near there. And um, so I wanted to be tough and pretend I wasn't scared. Sure. So I just, like, put the, the knit cap over my, like, barely over my eyes and closed my eyes. 
I was just like, yep, I'm a tough guy. <laughs> I'm so tough. Except there was one time I did scream. It was the it was the ring. No, it was the ring lady. No, it wasn't. No, the ring lady popped up in my face. But this was when I didn't have it on. Like the lady from the ring, she was just like that. She was up all in my face, and I was just like. Okay. But there was another time where there was like a zombie guy who like was pretending to bite me. I actually did scream like a little girl. That's when I decided to put my, <laughs> <laughs> ah, my cap. I'm cool. I'm okay. I'm okay. I'm okay. I'm okay. I was in like middle school. Yeah, I see. There are some like haunted houses or like haunted whatever that make you sign something. Or it's like, if you get hurt, it's not our fault. There should not yeah. be that. Yeah. <laughs> there should not be that. So if I'm chased by someone with a chainsaw, and I have to sign something like that, I am immediately fucking going into attack mode. Yeah. yeah. Like, <laughs> grab nearest... Survival instinct activated. Yeah, like, even if they weren't going to, I would immediately punch the motherfucker or something. Like, grab, like... A thing nearby and just smack the shit out of them or like, something. Right, there's the haunted house too that actually like makes you sign something. You can win like a like a, a lot of money if you like go through the torture, but they like actually physically torture you. Have you heard of that? I have not heard of that. That's fucked. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's there's a I'm, there's one. I, I think it's like in Florida or something. Of course it's Florida. Where, like they can like actually like legally they can like fucking torture you because you signed an agreement but you win a shit ton of money if you go through it. Nobody's won. No so. kidding. <laughs> yeah. Yes we're gonna just you know break every bone in your body and cut you and cut your limbs off. Yeah. I think it's more of like scare torturing not like actually like chopping off limbs. And because stuff. I don't think that's legal. Yeah that that's probably legal. not legal. Actual like probably like PTSD like causing terror. That's probably what it is. That just hardens stigma, man. That just hardens <laughs> repressed just, trauma. Just put in the the blind like contacts that make you blind. Or something oh yeah, and just. <sighs> it just squeeze. My it's face. like a. <laughs> it's a. Roar. I kind of want to see a video of that, but also that's really disturbing. So I don't know if I want to see that. But yeah. What do you... Th what? Did you Chasing just... That Chasing that egg. What did you just play? Dancing red. <gasps> oh my god. This is Michael Jackson's rat. This will give me nightmares. <laughs> <laughs> Rather too eat too leaked. <laughs> Anyone can dance. Oh my god. This is so fucking cursed. 
Have you seen the kid that recreated that for their? I gotta look it up. This reminded me of something. Oh, there's a guy that. There's a guy that. Um, a talent show, maybe? Oh, here we go. Fuck. No, 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 no. Billy This kid, this kid's insane. Look at him. Like a high schooler kid. I can do that. <laughs> Look at this shit. Kid better have won that talent show. <laughs> oh yeah, kid wins talent show. Yeah, no, no kidding. Oh my god, bro! You're just mesmerized. <laughs> Look at that shit! <laughs> Imagine have to come up with like a shitty skit right after this guy. I know. Like, I think that they, everyone after must have quit. <laughs> Just like, uh, we're done. <laughs> nope, we're good. That guy was insane. If I had half the talent that dude did, oh my god, he must be in like. A dance course and that's paying off very well <laughs> no that kid picked it up by himself he studied <laughs> he's like the napoleon dynamite of the real world <laughs> he's doing insane sh dude the moonwalk alone must have taken forever let alone everything else he must have st he must have studied that video like watched it like a billion times yeah he learned that entirely on Oh, absolutely, yeah. Yeah, there you go. Okay, okay, so, I think we should leave it on that. <laughs> I think we should leave it on that. Oh, blah, 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 blah. we gotta promote, baby. Oh, yeah, we gotta yeah, promote. Yeah. Chili Marty 69 on Twitter. Oh, I like when you do it. Yeah, you can keep going. <laughs> Real Chill Mart on Instagram. 
at right at the real chill mart. Like, yeah, that's that's right. Yeah, and then chill mart podcast on YouTube, and also the letterbox and the letterbox chill chill mart mm-hmm. just chill mart. Yeah, and I keep telling you that we should slowly start adding we the episodes back to YouTube. Figure out something with YouTube. Yeah. I think a four-hour-long episode on YouTube doesn't really, really takes fucking forever. I know. That's why I said like three times a week. You just go to work and then leave that on, <laughs> and uh, just like yeah. let it download or something. But I mean, I think starting in the new year, we should adapt because I guess we're not ending it with Billy Jean kid, but I. Truly, I truly think we should start the new year with like all the new equipment and stuff. Yeah, we should go nuts. We even they don't know whoever the audience is, but a thing that I've done research on is if you don't have good audio, like right in the beginning, you're fucked. So we're testing our luck, <laughs> seeing how far we can go. We'll be popular by then. That's by the hope. Next, next, next year. So yeah, 2023. We'll take off on Christmas when we talk about shitty Hallmark. I'm totally down for that. <laughs> oh, last thing. So I work at a quick chip, which is a Midwestern thing. And I went I got off my shift. And I got these pops for us. And one of the managers was like, Oh, you're leaving already? And I'm like, yeah. Although I didn't tell her that I was there for like a bunch of hours. Only like six. That's not a bunch. But like, I had an eight hour shift yesterday. I have an eight hour shift tomorrow. But she's like, do you want to join the safety committee? And I'm like, what's that? And she's like, well, it's a group of people that get together and basically just like try to improve the safety of your store and like finding a bunch of different things that you can do. Sort of like, whatever. So I said, sure. So I take this as steps for a promotion. <laughs> Maybe that's not what it is at all, but that's how I see it as. I see it as that too. Because like, why would they ask me to do it? Because I, although to be fair, I think if you were a manager, you'd want to actually know everything about the store, and I do not. <laughs> I do not. I mean, that's just the first step. I don't know who else is in this committee, but it sort of just sounds like there's like 70 something people at our store. So if I see more than like 20 people, then I won't feel like like I matter you there. Your arch nemesis there. I don't have an arch nemesis there. Are you sure about Billy? Who's. There's no Billy. Is there a <laughs> Billy? There's 70 something people. I don't know about a Billy. You've never met Billy Bob? No, Billy Bob Thornton? What? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. So, I mean. She's just like, I'm like, will you add that to the schedule? And she's like, oh, yeah, our next one's like November something. So I'm taking this as she is looking at my potential. Your true potential. Maybe I'm overthinking it, and there's going to be like 40 people in this meeting, and I'll just be a person there. What if it is 40 people, and you just have to fight for them? So 
Survival Battle Royale style. <gasps> On Fortnite. Fortnite. <laughs> You're put in little cubicles with the Xbox Series X, and you all play Fortnite. <laughs> Fortnite. For one v four. It's way one v one. It's PUBG yeah, free, for free for all. No, it's just we just play Fortnite. Fortnite. I call it dibs on Kratos. <laughs> I call dibs on Master Chief. I want to be John Halo. John and Halo. Oh my god. So, what do you think that means? I think it means she's scouting for someone. I don't know. Safety committee. I had never heard of that before she brought that up. She's like, do you want to join the safety committee? What did she tell and I'm like, you what? What does she tell you to do? So, she said that the safety committee is like people get together like once a month to talk about like how to improve like the safety of the store despite the fact that there's literally entire programs that you have to watch before you start all about safety and there's safety flyers everywhere but apparently there's a committee now as well <laughs> i th- i think it is a step and and i mean showing the store that you're more involved at least is a step it is a step yeah and I already told them, yo, can I work 40 hours? Because, like, another another big news thing. Personally, I'm done with my group therapy this Thursday. I've been here since August. No, late, late July I've been in group therapy. But this Thursday, I'm done. And you've made lots of friends along the way. I have certainly got people's phone numbers. Yeah, we'll see where, where it goes from there. Hello? Remember me from four years ago? Well, See, I'm asking you for uh, just a small loan of $20. I need to feed my crippling gambling addiction. <laughs> <laughs> they give it to you. <laughs> At least you're honest. <laughs> you know what? If you said it was for food, I wouldn't have given it to you. <laughs> because I wouldn't have believed it. Because you said a g- crippling gambling addiction, I will feed into it for the funny. <laughs> and you're honest. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, though, I'm very interested. Because, like, at my store, unless you're a manager, you can't work over 40 hours. So part-time is literally just maxing it out, basically. But I hate that I have to work all seven days to reach 40. I'd rather they just give me five eight hours. Yeah. Instead of, like, three eight hours, and then, like, some that are six, and some that are, like, seven. Like, I'd rather just five eight hours and be done with it. But whatever. I guess they're the one that make it. I'm not, like, there are people that are purely just, like, kitchen. Like, every time they show up. Like, there's a guy that's, like, 2 to 11. They're all... So, yeah. I think... I think the quick trip thing is cool. I'm excited and a little nervous to see what happens. Um, maybe it's secretly just a way to murder me. <laughs> maybe it's a way to murder me. I think so, too. <laughs> maybe, it's an maybe elaborate plan. Yeah, they're just like, yeah, let's get this newbie in. Although there are people that joined in after me. Do they offer everyone to join? Also, it seems weird that she just asked me offhand when I'm trying to leave. <laughs> like, was she going to tell me that before? Or did she just come up with it on the spot? Now I'm sort of questioning it the importance of this <laughs> very important very important. it's the safety of the goddamn store and she like the way she phrased it it just feels like there should be protocols to begin with that 
should make the store safer. Not just a bunch of people meeting once well, like, a month. Like, I think, because, like, my store, we have meetings, and then we have, like, a monthly safety thing that we talk about. And, like, we have to, like, tell people to make sure, like, one month is, like, correctly picking up boxes. You know? I don't think or that's... another month is, like, oh, make sure you're actually wearing gloves. I don't think that's what... Maybe that's what this is. That might be you what know, this is. Like, Not important at all. <laughs> yeah, just, like, talking about, like, hey... Well, because it's like a committee, which is like a weird word to use. Yeah, maybe. Like a safety meeting would have made more sense in this scenario. Like, yeah, do you want to go to a safety meeting? I'd still probably say yes. Like, she said committee. So it's like an elite group of people talk about safety at a quick chip store. Oh, awesome. Awesome. What do we do if if a terrorist pulls up? (laughs) No, well... See, for me, like, I feel like there's a bunch of safety precautions to begin with. Yeah. Right? And I follow all of them because I don't want to get fired, (laughs) obviously. So, like, I'm not exactly sure how we could improve. But they'll come up with something because they're the managers and whoever else is there way more than I am. They'll probably just be like, um, actually, this guy named John, he constantly picks his nose and then eats with the food. (laughs) It's like, well, that's a a him problem. (laughs) Well, Actually, we should not have bathrooms. It's unsanitary. <laughs> what? Literally, we have 30-minute bathroom checks. Like, every 30 minutes, you go check the bathroom. And clean them. That's not a surprise. Quick the gas station. Well, like, I highly doubt Holiday does that, because they, yeah, they have a lack of true. people. Like, Quick Chip is insanely popular. I don't know if it's more popular than Holiday. Because Holiday, I think, is, like, well, nationwide. I, yeah, I think of it like Subway or, like, McDonald's, where they're just, like, stretched thin. Like, everywhere, you, literally everywhere you go, or, like, Starbucks, everywhere you go, there is one, and they're just short-staffed because it's just so everywhere. many. But unlike Quick Trip, where it's, like, they're in four states. Yeah. So they're just, like, rank those numbers. That's they're more popular. Amongst those states, I guess. Maybe. Quality of performance. That's true. People are looking for the... Although there are like 800 stores in four states. Which is like a lot. Like there's two. Yeah. Like around us, there's like at least like eight. I can like see. Like like, we have a list. Because like at our store, we have like a weekly fun competition thing. where like, which store sold the most diesel? Who had the most car washes? Who sold the most hot spot food items, right? Who sold the most pizzas or whatever. And each week, we're like top 10 for diesel. Even though we're in a small town, we're right off of a freeway connected to another freeway. So we're insanely busy. (laughs) So out of like 800, we're like right here, just right at the top. Which is kind of interesting, but I guess, you know, people gotta drive something. Every day probably I just did my first two days of kitchen, and those were, like, the fastest fucking days of this job. Especially yesterday, where it was eight hours. Literally. I have to keep checking the clock, because I have to time foods. Right? So you would think, oh, it would go slower, because I'm constantly looking at the clock. Yeah. It's, it was never like that. It was, it just, like, five minutes, five minutes, five minutes, five minutes. Oh, ten minutes break. Five minutes, five minutes, five minutes. Like, just, like, it just kept being like, 
you would think every five minutes you look, it gets like annoying how like slow you're going. But for me, it's more like, oh my god, it's been five minutes. I feel like I was just standing here doing nothing. But like, no, it just kept building up quickly. Of just five minutes, five minutes, just building up for like eight hours. Because like, I just think that I like when they're fast. I don't know who likes slow jobs. <laughs> Not me. <laughs> Not me. I work at one. At a slow job? That can't be slow. You gotta be busy. Not, yeah, it's slow and painful. Oh, in a different kind of way. More yeah. like a sanity way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Like, you know, you don't get the food fast enough when you're up front. It's like... Although you're a manager, bro. You get free food. I have to pay 10 bucks if I want something. I get free food that I'm sick of, yeah. That's fair. See, I I overeat. So, like, if I haven't eaten the entire day, I just, like, splurge on that one thing. So, like, I'll see the deals and just pick up a bunch of stuff. But, like, I only have, like, 15 to 20 minute breaks. So I just, like, chow down, eat everything in 20 minutes, and then go back to work. And then my stomach's like, you idiot loser now you hurt yeah. <laughs> so there you go i i mean there are days where i'll just like grab an apple which is free by the way they have a program where like if you have like a fruit or a veggie they're just like it's free for workers <laughs> not for the customers <laughs> you gotta pay for that hey at least you're healthy yeah for that one day. apples mean yeah, I eat one apple in my eight-hour shift. <laughs> An apple a day keeps the doctor away. That's what the doctors don't want you to know. <laughs> doctors don't want you to know this. Neat trick. <laughs> <laughs> what is the neat trick? God damn it, it's just ads. ads. Oh, have you ever sat through one of those? No. Where it's like a guy, like, has this ever happened to you? You can't perform in bed or you're like... He got like a small peepee or whatever the fuck. But then he just goes on about like an African tribe that has this herb or some shit that just makes their peepee like 30 inches long. What? Like, what the fuck? I, so like one night I was so bored that I clicked the watch. I was like, just watch this two minute video and we'll give you all the answers. And then I'm like 30 minutes into this video and it's still not over. That's the whole point. We will do stealing your data by the second. I know. <laughs> so, oh my god. I thought it was so funny. Because at the end, it was just pills. <laughs> at the end, it was just pills. It's just like, those don't work. It's like, I don't know what to tell you. There was the 36, like the 36 hour long Lego Movie 2 advertisement, and I sat through like 10 minutes of it. And it was just a loop. Wait, what was it? There was a, there was a, like a, it was like a 30s, like, it might have just been like three hours, but I remember there's a really long ad. That's the point. It was an advertisement for the Lego Movie 2, and it was just a loop of the same song over and over. Oh, like when they did, like, Everything is Awesome that way? Yeah, probably. Yeah, and I just sat through, like, ten minutes, like, that's it. That's <laughs> nice. three hours. Ah, <laughs> oh, three hours. Let's go, baby. How did how did how did the eyes are those stickers? 
No, it's actually they already put it on the. Oh. On the block, I, you don't have to stick I literally thought those were pieces popping out. I'm like, how did you get that to work like that? No, that's a like sticker. <laughs> I was like, how did you get that to work? God, I'm gonna hold him. Oh, he's heavy. He's a thick boy. Does he have knees? He doesn't have knees. No, you can you can open it so you can get knees if you want. <gasps> Boops. Let me get look at those titties. Oh fuck! <laughs> the matrix of leadership. The what of the what? The matrix of leadership. That sounds dumb. <laughs> the matrix of leadership. It's the all spark. Oh. <laughs> Uh, what are you doing? Damn! What even is <laughs> what is that? It's dummy. Th oh no! I'm just worried about your dog. Dad. Oh my god! <laughs> Alright. So, do you have any life updates? Since, you know, we were gonna quit this 10 minutes ago and we just didn't. I never have any life. You don't have a life. Oh my god, that's not okay. <laughs> this has to end. Dadass. Oh my god. That's not okay. Why do furries. Why, like, why do people sexualize furries? Why do people sexualize Transformers? <laughs> True. See, I I think it's worse for 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 furries because they're animals, right? They want to believe they're an animal. Go for it. So that means that's bestiality. Just think about it like that. Hey, I'm gonna hug. <laughs> We gotta stop looking at Transformers. We gotta stop. Cool fucking armor. <laughs> Thank you. 